Or here we are. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Blair. Hi, Mark. Hi, Stacy. Hi, Mark. RC, welcome. Howdy. Uh, I'm the only one not from Montana in the room. Sorry. I know. (laughs) Trying to register one of my vehicles up there, though. Good. So I don't get shit at trailheads. Exactly. Actually, we did (laughs) practice the wave at dinner tonight. (laughs) Oh, the the one versus two finger? Well, I uh, I told Mark, I was like, so as soon as you get on a gravel road, you just give a little wave. Yeah. That's the Montana way. You're not on gravel road. You don't give a wave. You hit gravel, you give a little wave. (laughs) But Mark was really into it. (laughs) So he would have the whole arm. (laughs) <laughs> you're like no that's that's well, the I other version i was like oh that's cute it's you a know? good way to elicit a response <laughs> exactly you know? yeah. in utah plates like yeah. except i don't have a pl- we don't i don't have a plate on the front oh perfect okay, so that's no good. one they didn't know they know i'm not from there because it's, it's required waving. in montana to have a plate on the front just now. well that's just a yeah. that's a Re- well there are other requirements that are <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not all cars have that <laughs> <laughs> So maybe dinner, it's not required. I don't know. No, it is required. Okay. Yeah, no, it's required. At least somebody uh, knows the law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, someone knows it. <laughs> it doesn't always get yeah. obeyed. So yeah. we practice the keep your hand on the wheel. Absolutely. Throw up a couple fingers. Slight head nod. No smile. That's a really important part of it. it don't smile. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then that's like respect. Yep. I feel it's like a slight name. smile, though, in these dark times has gone up. Yeah, it's been appreciated. Oh, okay. that's nice. That is nice. I like that. Yeah. But keeping the hand on the wheel is absolutely Yeah, crucial. you don't take the hand off the wheel. Yeah. 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 I like to do the one finger that swipes across. like. <laughs> that's like almost like you're in trouble, though. <laughs> but if, it, <laughs> if, that would be all known. if it came yeah. back. Yeah. yeah. If it's just. There's no, there's no return wag. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, that's, that's trouble right there. Yeah. It's more like swiping right. Like, yeah. <laughs> Good how to much see swiping you. right are you doing? Good to see you. <laughs> yeah. That's how RC does it. That's, that's the right that's kind. His time that he swipes oh, I right. <laughs> I approve. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> what? <have> we... <laughs> <laughs> that seemed like an important thing to get off our chest. Yeah, it, right it, it, it did. It the did. Montana and I was going to ask some more things, you know, about Montana that I that I have learned recently. Ooh, let's have a little Q and A. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did the Attorney General of the state of Montana um, admonish doctors for not prescribing ivermectin or not? I have no idea. Which seems most likely. Oh, man. <laughs> Apparently, the Attorney General, the state of Montana, the state Attorney General did admonish some doctors no because they kidding. refused to prescribe it to COVID patients. Yeah. We're all very proud. Wow. <laughs> I. I am just, I, I do wonder sometimes about the, um, the distance between the poles in Montana, mm-hmm. if it is the most extreme of any state in the union or not, <laughs> because, you know, even no Wyoming, pardon, Wyoming, 
No, because but because I don't think there's a oh, there's no Bozeman in Wyoming. Th- yeah, there's uh, there uh, and there may be Less some liberals spots. there, but they're very. I guess they're probably fairly quiet. Oh. But it, I used to think that like between Seattle and Spokane, that was a pretty big gulf between the poles. But no, sure. Spokane, it's a little bit less red on the neck. Mm-hmm. Spokane's Maybe. changing. Yeah. Maybe now it's Seattle and Yakima. Yakima. True. <laughs> oh. Certain parts. Certain parts. Uh, <laughs> no, I think Montana was a pretty interesting place to grow up politically because you always seem to have a Democrat elected as governor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there was always a, a very interesting mix representing the state. And, uh, and yeah, you'd have, especially in Bozeman, uh, this mix of the university influence, but also Plus, it was the ag school. And yeah. You had, you know, yeah, I don't know. And, and then a lot of, you know, generations of ranching mm-hmm. also in the county. So I'm guessing the, yeah, the influence there is, it, that just seems like healthier to me than if you get into the more either areas where the population density is, e- is even higher. This obviously doesn't, I'm not referring to Montana. Um, mm. uh, and, and there's a lot of, you know, pressure cooker kind of stew thing politically. That seems normal. And then super rural and everybody, you know, the, 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 the other person who ran for office got, you know, one vote and it was their spouse, you know, and then <laughs> everything else is kind of in lockstep. That seems normal for that part of, but I don't know. I also live in Utah, so, but it's changed. What brought you to Utah? Uh, da, 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 da. First, first time I ever came was, uh, was, chasing after a young lady um and then ended up when i after i had been in france for five years i came over with a french girl who happened to live happened to be living in salt lake and um and had been for a while had a pretty good sort of life built here and i was like no seems like there's some mountains out back door it could be all right Mm mm-hmm and that lasted for a couple of years, and then uh, I was in Boulder for a while, and then that got too expensive. But also, I started a business to import mountain safety equipment from Italy, and um, at that time, there was a company in town called Black Diamond, which it's still in town. Cool. Um, but at that time, they tra- <laughs> our, our thesis was they train their employees really well, and they pay them really badly. And so we should be able to hire everybody that we need to start this new company away from them. Totally. Which we did. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so, and that was in 2001 when that happened. Um, well, actually, so I bought a house in 2001. It came in 2000 to start looking. No, I guess it was all, two, everything was, yeah, 2001. Hmm. Started the, and the, so we started like transitioning um from the old distributor and developing a new marketing plan and hiring sales reps and getting the office all up and running and that kind of thing. So we amassed a huge amount of debt, um, between, you know, starting from er June of 2001 through the end of the year, our first day of business, um, as an actual company where we could sell things and money might be coming in instead of going out was I think January 3rd, 2002. God, shocking amount of time between, I mean, six months to me actually feels really fast to be. It was 
it was pretty quick and a bunch of because we were also hiring people away from that knew the market really well mm -hmm. and my business partner um had relationships all over the country from you know sales and customer service and this same thing so um but the the extraordinary thing that happened was that all the like june july august you know all of that year early 2001 fucking economy was going gangbusters especially the outdoor industry just companies growing making money hand over fist and then and then there was that disappointing day in September. Mm -hmm. <sighs> some architecture changed, some, you know, city skyline views changed, mm -hmm. and the, the economy. So we started that, our first, we were half a million dollars in debt on our first day of business. Wow. Um, in a basically dying outdoor industry that never came back. And then, and we tried, we tried pretty hard for about seven years, and then I shut it down and got sued. <laughs> Fun. Yeah, we never we never got out of out of debt. It just it never came back. And it and maybe it could have, but it was, you know, equally grandiose dreams of this new in-house distribution company out from both sides of the Atlantic and computer said no. <laughs> wow. Um but then I stayed. Cuz in sort of in the in the meantime through that process of having that company, I started my old gym, and that kind of took off. And yeah, then old, you have community. Yeah, yeah, and and other jobs outside that would basically prop up the company that couldn't seem to make any money. <laughs> yeah, and I and I feel like maybe I'm getting to the end of my time here. We'll see. Hmm. I mean. We just did sign a three-year lease on the building. Mm -hmm. This um, one? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. And, but a lot of, I know a lot of people moved to Bozeman in 2020. <laughs> the great migration. It's not that nice, though. <laughs> it's terrible. It's ter it was, uh, like, it, it was smoke, air quality. Air quality like, was terrible. You guys, fake news, okay? Listen, fake news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do tell Mark all the no, time. air quality this summer there it, was, it was legitimately terrible. It was terrible. legitimately yeah, no, terrible. It was horrible. Yeah. It was horrible. Last winter wasn't cold enough to drive people out. I hope this winter is. I know, but Mark's like, <laughs> yeah, wait until they have to shovel all their driveways. I was like, no, they put in heated driveways. <laughs> the people who moved to the Bozeman people who put moved in heated, here yeah. did that. Like they're they're it's all taking all their luxuries. It's like people are attracted to these communities, and these communities exist because they're tough. So people look out for each other. So yeah. these people are attracted to them, but they don't come with that same philosophy, mm -hmm. and they don't come and take care of the things there. Someone else takes care of it for them, and yeah. so they don't realize the dilution that's happening to the community there. Yeah, they're totally. a few steps removed from the harshness of <laughs> exactly. Exactly, yeah. they're like, but we come here, you know, we wear our plaid. And, yeah. Oh man, so interesting to think about the like the service providers that are then doing the shoveling and doing you know the cleaning for all the Airbnb changeovers yep. and and all of the commuting in order to be able to do those jobs. Yeah, exactly. yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. interesting to think about when you're you know you're talking about being in a community like that is taking care of each other yes. and then there's some caretaking of happening that's happening of you know maybe some some seasonal living or i don't yeah. know it's just interesting to think about the distribution of care yeah i like and that how mm -hmm. we're sharing that with each other and where it goes completely and i told mark i was like god i just wish you could have experienced this in 2009 you know like totally 
Because as I say all of this, that's when I moved there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the game was locked no. after that, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Completely. There wasn't yeah. social media then. The last one in and she closed the door behind exactly. her. Yeah. Exactly. But it was such a special... She forgot to lock it, apparently. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was such Faulty a door. special experience in so many ways. But back then, to learn the land... You had to learn the locals mm-hmm. and you had to be w- welcomed in. And then, I mean, like Pammy is mm-hmm. who would show me so many of the hikes. And that's the Pammy. only way I learned about them. Because mm-hmm. yeah. no one was talking. Yeah. 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 Come yeah. on, was All Trails a thing then? And some of these other no. resources that we had. I mean, it wasn't I mean, that I know, long I'm ago. I'm making it up. Yeah. I, don't, I had a flip phone at the time. Yeah, exactly. Like, Same. It I had feels a like a different era. Yeah. <laughs> Completely. We were all yeah. still T9ing around. Exactly. <laughs> and so that's when, well, RC grew up there mm-hmm. and then moved away. But we both, Stacy and I both moved there in 2009. Yep. 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 Yeah. And then locked that unlockable door. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They picked the locks and came in in the night. <laughs> but I mean, it, it, and it's happened. I think one of the issues with Salt Lake is a similar thing has happened. I think they say just in uh, Salt Lake City and South Salt Lake and the contiguous stuff here, 75,000 people in the last year or something like that. Wow. Um, which means at least 100,000 new cars. And, you know, the air quality was shitty here before. I don't think having more people here churning up dust, so to speak, is going to make it any better. Yeah. Totally. And, uh, and, and, uh, and, and now that trailheads, you know, are, there was never overflow parking because mm-hmm. it was never necessary. Mm-hmm. And now it's necessary and not available. I mean, we drove, it was a Thursday, I oh, think. Yeah. And we just drove up Big Cottonwood and, because it's leaf peaking time or whatever, yeah. and uh, and we and we got up to like the Mill D trailhead, and there was a hundred fucking cars. It was like Thursday evening. Yeah, it was wild. Wow. What was fascinating though is there were so many family portraits going on. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, it was Perfect. full on, and there was. I was like, I know what you guys oh, are yeah. doing. It's Christmas card time, people. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And family portraits with drones being taken. Yeah. Really? Like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. It was. Yeah. It was full on. I was just like, I'm just not going to stop here. We'll keep <laughs> yeah. going until, and it. Uh, and and it's and it's been and it's been like that, and that's why they're talking about like there's a, a big deal happening right now between um, trying to improve access up Little Cottonwood in the winter, narrow road, Snowbird and Alta are at the top of it, um, and there's just been traffic jams the last few winters, hmm. and uh, so somebody had the genius idea of putting in a gondola, which would be eight fucking miles long um and and they were clever enough their art department was clever enough or somebody was clever enough to to um in the artist renderings to make sure that there were no towers needed to support eight miles of cable up the canyon so it looks like look at all the happy people in the gondola you know there's smiley faces in the window and then these between two towers exactly (laughs) from the one zip line just one and and you're is that oprah on the gondola handing out money it's like she's making it rain on all the backcountry skiers down there and you get skis and you get skis And you, here's a case of books. Wow. My book that didn't sell as well as the other one. Um, (laughs) Like, 
and so it's that or maybe widening the road in some places and and uh, improving the bus service system maybe mm. using electric buses um the whole thing about the gondola though is that you then have a single point of departure which means a single point of parking mm-hmm. and so then everybody goes to that spot and then you either right. have to build a massive parking garage or whereas a bus system you'd have distributed hubs over different places oh you live down there well you can get on a bus and it will take you all the way there mm-hmm. um, and then the problem with the cable car the big thing about that is like one stop at the bottom one stop at the top if you're a backcountry user no intermediate stops it's not for you it's hmm. for it's servicing the ski industry you know the downhill ski industry essentially totally. that's the um the, the big argument and then and then if one set of cable you know the cables go in there it's like well you know if we just went up over this hill we could connect to the canyons and park city mm-hmm. over there and then it'd become you know then it's europe and and the people who say but look they do this in europe with their you know the gondolas and the, the cars and like yeah you were only there on vacation so of course it was beautiful mm-hmm and you didn't have to fucking, you know, live with it. You didn't have to go into the mountains and not be able to not see cables somewhere. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so I, th- I think it's, it, it's going to get pretty bleak here at some point. And, mm. You know, but property values will have increased enough that it'll be okay to get out. Except mm. they will have increased everywhere else, so there's nowhere to get into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've, we've all got to find that next thing. We got to sell and <laughs> descend like locusts upon the next poor town. <laughs> Sheridan, man, I'm telling you. Sheridan, here Let's we go. come. Yeah. Let's go. This is your warning. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They wouldn't have us in Cody, so we had to go. <laughs> they would have us in Cody. Yeah, I wouldn't like, have you us. Did you get Co- kicked out of Cody? What happened? I, I, n- n- no, just real it's just, windy. It's just real. No. It's real windy. That's a I'm, thing. Yeah, you know, I'm guessing Sheridan's not that different. But yeah. Could never be as bad as Casper or Gillette. So, <laughs> Blair. Yeah. How do you know these folks? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they here in I'm, my studio? I am too. It's pretty blurry for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, I was still party Blair then, so it's a little blurry for me too. Oh, party Blair. Um, I know these folks. Okay. So when I was in high school, I believe, I was looking in a National Geographic and I saw a picture of Glacier National Park. And I ripped it out of um, National Geographic and I glued it into my diary. And in angsty teenage writing in all caps, I wrote, I will go here. And so... I love that. I know. <laughs> it took me six years of living in Montana before I actually made it to Glacier. Um, but it got me to Montana. And uh, so I went to college, I taught, and then I had a summer between teaching and going to graduate school. And I was like, shit, it's the time to go to Montana. So I applied and got a job at a ranch um, in Montana. And that I arrived not knowing how to say Bozeman, which isn't, <laughs> if you know me, pronunciation is not the strength. How did you say it? Well, I didn't know. I was like, it's either Bozeman or Bosman. Could mm-hmm. be Boozman. <laughs> <laughs> Bozeman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's lots of cricks there, though. Yeah, <laughs> lots of cricks, yeah. oh. lots of cricks, all the cricks, all oh the cricks. Um, 
And so I arrived at a ranch and RC was a manager there. Yeah. Were you then? Uh, No, not not yet. yet, Oh, really? So you guys were living in Washington at the time? Were you? you? Yeah. So we came out the same year. First first season. Yeah, exactly. So Blair's first season was my first season. But that was in the middle of RC's kind of. Yeah, I'd taken a break. You had kind of like a part one and part two. Yep. So this is part two. Mm -hmm. Part two. Yep. Uh, but yeah, we arrived as I was an all around and you were assistant head assistant kids? kids program. Oh, yeah. that's right. I forgot that. Mm-hmm. So in my, I was like, well, we'll learn the truth of what actually happened because I'm sure my memory isn't exact. <laughs> we might be we able can, to piece it we together. We can put it all together. So in my <laughs> mind, you were a manager and Stacy was photographer and I was like, yeah. Well, actually, when did you, did you arrive in May or did you arrive in June, June. for or, proper orientation? So June. then we were managers then. Okay. Because yeah. it happened really fast. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. how I remembered it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so we worked on a ranch together. Yeah. Like a dude ranch? What are <laughs> yeah. we talking about here? Well, like a dude ranch with a swimming pool and, and now an 18 hole golf course. It's a, yeah, you could, it's beautiful. Uh, you could yeah. call it a luxury resort ranch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Lots of nice amenities, but still it was all horseback riding and. And, and good time getting together in the saloon after hours and yeah completely and then it was really one of the really wonderful parts of it was there was no cell phone service there at that point and so it really was this kind of like disconnected but very connected while you're in that hub um place and i really enjoyed that part of it the cruise yeah. ship yeah we're all pretty nostalgic for that type of connectivity where you don't have there's no TV. Yep. You, you yeah. see a hard copy of a newspaper. Yep. That's how we got scattered. Mm-hmm. You know, and in various parts. Yeah. Various you know, everybody like attacked yeah. it like a school of piranhas, and uh, and yeah, it was just you and the people around you, and beautiful starry skies and crackling fires, and yeah, just human connectivity to the extreme. And it was really incredible. And in in art, I mean, RC, weren't your paintings up in the store at that point? Like up. Hi, am I making that up? I think I had a printer okay. two being sold as a favor, but I bet you had the banjo <laughs> player in there. Yeah, I did and, have the banjo. Yeah, player I think you had there. some prints in there. And at, at that point in my life, I was like, "Oh my god, that's incredible!" Yeah, you know, <laughs> he's also very it's, talented. So that yes, helps. yeah, yes, <laughs> completely. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I would just follow Stacy around as she took pictures. Yeah, I was yeah. cutting my teeth there yeah. for sure. Yeah, Yancy, the general manager, hired me. I, I mean, I was like a college student who fancied myself a photographer. Right? It was like, oh, I have a DSLR, so I'm I want a photographer. The game. <laughs> yeah, and he, I think, yeah, I owe him a lot because he took a gamble on me and hired me as the photographer. And it's this like really unique. I mean, it was the perfect way to learn because it's Groundhog's Day. Yep guests arrive on sunday they depart on sunday and the week looks the same every week so it's like thursday night's dance night wednesday night's dinner ride night this is so it's like the same lighting scenarios the same action and so you can just adjust as you go yeah and so it was the perfect way to be like okay that i can always uh, it didn't work but fucked up this week totally yeah like next (laughs) week i'm gonna stand in a different corner yeah I'm going to be in a different spot behind a different bush and try to not scare the horses. <laughs> and, you know, your your subjects were people that you got to know very well. And, yep. yeah. you know, I mean, it was comparable in some ways to a wedding shoot just drawn out over the course of a week. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I, I would expect there's like a, an almost 
um, an enforced rapid intimacy or something like Mm -hmm. they come they just want to get you know as much in the week as possible and so they're open to everything all things and it was like, well, I'm never going to, it's like going to the hairdresser that you confess all your sins to because <laughs> you're never going to see him again well, or something like that. <laughs> I like, love that. Well, it's it. part of that, but it was also like really encouraged, like the guests that would come um, care about the staff and would interact in certain ways, which you wouldn't necessarily, like, you definitely wouldn't see at like a hotel or at certain things. Um, there was definitely like um, conversations or dinners or time in the bar or sharing horseback rides yeah um so yeah just like what you're saying it's like well sunday was like the most emotional day (laughs) because all these guests left in the morning and you'd be like oh i'm not gonna see them for a year and then all these uh, new guests would arrive in the evening and you're like i'm so happy to see you this has been such an emotional journey today total roller coaster and in the middle you worked yourself yes silly exactly yeah Yeah. definitely a roller coaster yes but i think you're right mark i think there was a lot of like there was a lot of vulnerability, right? Because people yeah. are doing things that they don't do all the time yes. that they're really excited about. They're they're trying to come together as a family too. You know, it's oh, like yeah. put your devices away and like we're just here and we're a family that loves each other, but also we're not used to being this intensely together. Yeah. And also now we're on horses. <laughs> yeah. And like, are there grizzly bears? Like, what what do we need to be afraid of? I'm out of my element. So they're also looking to you as like. A very trusted yeah because like make me you do this all here. the time right yeah. right so it's really yeah. it becomes a i don't know it's like a really cool thing to get to like so make what time of day did um you let the bears out <laughs> yeah well on a hike i was guiding one time rc <laughs> pretended to be a bear yeah it's good and almost paid for it <laughs> i know i almost bear me did, did you almost get it <laughs> yeah. i was i was not <laughs> anticipating how quick on the draw blair was gonna be yeah. like, i'm was gonna protect it. my yeah. people exactly yeah. i'm gonna protect my folk yeah. <laughs> yeah she she heads out on this steep uphill climb and you know it's usually a bit much for guests that early they're acclimating to the altitude and so i'm like okay, if I beeline it up here, I can get ahead of them. And I'm just going to shake a bush really hard and <laughs> growl and make some noise. And it's going to be great. <laughs> oh, because that's super mellow to do to people. Yeah. Well, 2009, we're all young. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, part of, you know, just a quick aside too, part of the beauty of this particular ranch was you had uh, this incredible return rate. So you got to know people over the course of 10, 15, Decades. 20 years. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there were people on this hike that I'm like, that he loves i've known them forever this yeah. is going to be hilarious um, <laughs> yeah. they might understand the newbies this is going to be really mean but yeah. Whatever. yeah 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 but they'll probably come back but mostly it's about <laughs> it's about scaring blair and creating lifelong memories yes yeah. <laughs> obviously he has prankster in his blood yes exactly but yeah sure enough they you know i saw blair's pretty hard to miss on the trail and she's like charging up and completely engrossed in conversation and turns this corner and i shake my bush and I mean I'm not at it for a half second and she's already got the <laughs> friggin amazing. bear spray Good on like, you. Hey, like, bear. This, like yeah just like vain just like <laughs> you know it's just ready to deploy and I just I bolt out of this bush hands up like don't shoot don't shoot like <laughs> I've never had a prank so turn that quickly. Oh so my god! <laughs> no, I poked. I poked the bear. It was you did. Yeah, yeah. I'm all yeah. smiles and conversation, and I'm like, "Hey, bear!" <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Just glad you didn't go fist first instead. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get to my bear spray in time. I'm going to punch this bear in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Put my hand down his throat, yeah, then it exactly. can't eat me. 
I heard that one too. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Million dollar cowboy bar. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Exactly. Just whatever it takes. Exactly. Yeah. It was an incredibly special experience. And then yeah. um, RC and Stacy would both shoot pictures. And then at the end of the week, they would show the slideshow. And just like you're saying, the vulnerability, the family connection, this such special time. I mean, and then they, they get to watch these images. And it's rare that as a photographer, you get to watch people see images see, for the first time. Interact with totally. what you've done. Yeah. And that was like, especially like, again, um, we didn't have a way of immediately sharing pictures. Yeah. And so it took some time. And then you get to watch them and they're like crying or they're all like, like the crowd goes, oh, <laughs> you know, like they get to have this like really special experience what, looking through this week that they just had. And that was incredible to get to witness. It's so right. funny. At the time, that felt so, so weird to me. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, but how so? Well, just the vulnerability, I think, in watching someone oh, yeah, look at your images. And now it's like I, I crave it, right? Yep. It's like you want to know the feeling. Yep. You want to know, like, how they're landing. Yep. But at the time, I was like, oh, my God, this is... It's overwhelming. It's I'm just sure. too much to have a crowd of people looking, looking at, at your work. At your work. Yep. And you're like presenting it with music. And there's this this kind of like arc of expectations, right? It's like you should oh, make them is. laugh. You should make them cry. Yep. Like the goal is to make them cry. Yeah, always. always. So it's like what children <laughs> in what moments can we capture yep. that are it, that's going to be like so epic? Like you want, of course, you want like a properly exposed, like beautiful the lighting should be just right but also it's like what what were the kids up to that the parents didn't know about or what moments are they together where they don't know you're looking and witnessing them yes that doesn't sound like the parents are going to be crying about that one that sounds like <laughs> you, you did what yeah well there's a little bit of that for sure yeah. i mean rc was a prankster. <laughs> yeah yeah lots of candy eaten and such but yeah. but yeah there's also these like really precious moments that are happening and then yeah, yeah, then RC's in the bush this time with a camera yep. and documenting it and they have no idea. And then yeah. they get to, you know, kind of experience it again. Yeah. It was incredible. And it was such a cool way to meet people. I mean, and I'm talking about RC and Stacey. Like, it was so special to be in, like, this intimate situation. And also having no idea how important photography would come in my life, but how I was immediately cheer squad to them. I'm like, totally. God, you guys are amazing. <laughs> there is no one better that has ever existed. I'm like, and so I was You're like. You're not wrong. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I can, I can see our season. I keep this one around. This yeah. is good for morale. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Man. so much so. And from the beginning, Stacy's uh, like, well, why don't you just take pictures? And I was like, uh, no, I'll just be to your left. <laughs> <laughs> breathing heavily, you know. Yeah. And then I would come up and watch you guys edit pictures yeah. in your offices, just like, oh, that's amazing. Why don't you do this? No. <laughs> but then you did. You did. But then did. Yes, completely. Yeah, yeah. So Blair's out in the world shooting with her iPhone, and I'm yeah. like, I remember thinking it was so. It felt so like presumptuous to me to be like but mm. what if you had professional equipment in your hands yeah what if like have you considered it or like what's what's between you and that it's yeah. like there's this assumption that like you don't you wouldn't want to and i i hear that and i understand that but that role like hearing so in this room if we we're just speaking about in this room i feel like there's like this equation <laughs> and 
I believe that each of us need a couple of people to tell us we can't do something, right? Yeah. Like we all have the personality where we're like, we need someone to be like, you can't do that. And we're like, all right, motherfucker. Yeah, you just shit. lit it up. Shit's <laughs> on now, you know? Yeah. Like you need a certain amount of people to be like, you can't do that. And you're yeah. like, meh. But we, we each need, whether it's one or two or a handful of people that we love and trust and admire and or look up to that believe in us. Mm-hmm. And when someone believes in us, you're like, shit, well, maybe? I mean, I guess I should just at least try. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, let's just. What do they and see here that I can't see? Completely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Because a diet of I'll show you for most of your life it, makes you really a different person. Confrontational kind of person. Yes. Like, you go looking for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll find so, someone to say I can't do something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then maybe I'll marry them, and then it'll be really awesome. Um, <laughs> That's one option. That's an option. But I think a nice balance of people believing that you can is profound. Yeah, in the somebody's balance. life. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Stacy literally harassed me for years, and I was like, nope, nope. And so finally, she was like, "Here's my photography kit," which is insane. The whole, kit. The yeah, whole, the kit. whole thing. The was- cameras, the lenses, yeah. the packs, everything. And I was like, no. And you're like, just, I don't have any shoots for two weeks. Just go have some fun. And I was like, oh, like sweating. <laughs> what do you mean fun? First one's free, kid. <laughs> I think that's what she said. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And then kiss all your money goodbye exactly. for the next well, couple of years. I'm yeah. like, who yeah. the hell loans out who knows how much? But in my mind, I'm like $20,000 worth of a kit yeah. to someone. Like, and like I think about how I protect my kit now, I'm like nobody mm-hmm. get near it, you know, yeah. like because that's my life, that's my livelihood. Mm-hmm. And I think about Stacy was just like, eh, Blair, you got to do this. Just take this out and have some fun. <laughs> it's so easy. Wow. Well, no, it's not <laughs> at all. Okay. It's... It was so easy to set the hook, is what you're saying. But well, Stacy's a special or... person in this kind of way. It, it's it's like I'm protective of my kit too. Yes. In a in a way, it's like when it's in the back, like you know, I'll pack up in the morning if I have a shoot in the evening, and then park downtown Bozeman, and it's like okay, like this is a safe place. But also, I feel a kind of way when I do that, right? right. So I'm protective in that way, where it's like I don't want somebody to come in and steal this. But no. when it's when you think about the ability that you have to just like give somebody the exposure to it it's like there's no there is no hesitation right like why wouldn't i yeah that's insane why wouldn't i and at this point i can understand that more and have loaned out cameras that i have but not Mm -hmm. like my workhorse cameras yeah (laughs) i've loaned out like lower cameras that i'm like well if it gets fucked up it gets fucked up i don't care like like let me like give this to you Mm -hmm. but you gave me your whole working kit yeah which was incredible (laughs) <laughs> but you have to give yourself some credit too it's like you know obviously Blair's like an incredibly trustworthy person Thank so you. it's like I knew yeah. and from years of just being around each other just you being around each other how conscientious like, she is totally yeah. like I, I can't fathom I mean many years later I learned that she thought she'd lost a lens cap that I had lost many moons before and like overnight scrambled it. to get a lens cap which I'm like eh whatever there's a filter on it so it's fine yeah but yeah, it's like and you were knighted a lens cap. Because I do just throw them away usually. Right. <laughs> like, it's so like this is just another thing to keep track of. You're like, yeah. 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 No, it's another thing to like my. When you shoot a rangefinder, you're not looking through the lens. So if the lens cap is on, you got no fucking idea. Mm-hmm. And if you're just guessing on exposure because you know Sunny 16 or whatever, 
Yeah, you could have an entire roll of film not be there. Of the lens cap? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man, it was Oof. dark out that day. Yeah. They'll just su- betray you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. And so you overnighted was... one. Yeah. So and... I overnighted a lens cap. Yeah. <laughs> but when Stacy loaned me her kit, uh, at the time, Travis and I were traveling through Yellowstone. And I have like this camera that I'm trying to learn and I'm like, oh, right. I'm only keeping it on manual. So I learn how to do this. Like, fuck automatic. Which is so hard. Yeah. Right out the gate. Oh, yeah. I'm like, fuck automatic. I'm not (laughs) going there ever. And so like we travel through Yellowstone and I like see pretty light on a hill and I'm like getting my camera ready and Travis starts accelerating. (laughs) And I'm like, what? Come on, man. He's like, this will make you better. (laughs) (laughs) So we're like speeding through Yellowstone. And I'm trying to take pictures. And he's like, come on, come on, come on. You got this. Exactly. Try harder. Exactly. Oh. It's a it's a fun joke to play still now that I now that <laughs> now with you at the wheel. Now yeah. that Mark knows it, yeah. yeah. Accelerate yeah. push down a little bit. Uh-huh. Or I'll just, you know, maybe tap. like bring the window back up that she just rolled down. Exactly. Add a little pressure. Before. Oh man. Exactly. Yeah. And at this point though, because that's like I don't know. We'll make up time. Let's say that's like six years from 2009 or five years from 2009 or whatever. Feels and at right. this point, Stacy started her own business, right? By yeah. the time, obviously, the time you gave me a kit, you totally. would have had started your own business. Yeah. And so Stacy studied design in, yeah. in school. Yeah, I'm one of those weirdos that like studied what they're actually doing still. I know. It's incredible. <laughs> it's very strange. It's amazing. Um, in Washington? In Washington. Mm-hmm. Yep. At which establishment oh, in this that? nice little state school called Central Washington University. Oh, in beautiful Ellensburg, Washington. That's right. Yes. Yeah, you're familiar. I am. Place. Great yeah. rodeo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. probably not so little. Actually, I stopped in Ellensburg recently. Did you? Yeah. What's last going November. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I was driving from Bainbridge Island to uh, Bozeman, to Bozzy Man. Bozzy Man. Bozzy Man. And you got to get gas somewhere. So, yeah, Ellensburg exactly. it is. Yeah, Ellens- <laughs> or Ellensburg A&W. Just <laughs> Totally. It was something, some food stop there. I don't think it was. It might have been the. Might have been Maxi Fries. Oh, Oh, nice. Might have been Taco Time. Might have been a chicken soft taco. Could have been. I don't know. Yep. (sighs) Road trips. They just you know promote the tots. Heavy on the top. Uh, that too. I wasn't going to say that, but you're right. You do yeah. get a, you know, so I, I learned that sometimes other people get a hankering for tots while driving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Those of us with a 12 year old palate. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Embrace yep. it. Embrace it. And I, 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 this will be a pause that's going to be cut out and shortened. Yeah. Snip, snip. I'm snip. just, I'm, uh, I'm trying to think of what central was known for <laughs> they had a really great football team okay for a period of time yeah um and i don't know i mean not their design program no no okay yeah but it was adequate it was adequate yeah i this was a learning experience for me because i think now what i understand about myself is that i am wired this way at the time i didn't really know because mm. i was not this felt really out of character for me but i kind of okay. left kicking and screaming i did a internship sort of early on and i got some really interesting feedback from this woman that i worked for that had a small agency in california and she she did that really 
beautiful thing, which is that, you know, to quote Brene Brown, it's like clear is kind. And she was really honest. She was like, you're not as fast as you need to be. You don't know as much as you need to know. This is not what I was expecting. Like, I feel frustrated. I'm not frustrated with you as a human, but I'm frustrated with your program because they're not teaching what you need to know. Yep. And I was at the time humiliated humiliated uh, I mean of course just to show up in life and be like I'm studying this thing and I'm out in the world and I'm gonna do it and oh my god I'm not enough right that's mm. like that's all that's our that's, fear yes yeah. big time I'm not enough yep and I'm paying for this and I'm working hard at it tough and, to separate whew. I yeah. from the curriculum totally like, unfortunately I'm not enough no you just don't know enough right but that doesn't mean you're not enough but you got to be at least 30 before you can like put before you can tease that put, out tease that out yeah totally and I think she gave me a really great gift in clarifying that she wasn't like you like you performed poorly she was like don't worry I'll report back like this isn't about you this is about the program and yeah. I'll take care of that and it's like I carried with me some of that of course but she made it a lot easier for me to tease that out I think earlier on than I would have been able to good nice um but yeah of course then I went back and I was like what hold on excuse me how does this work how does this work I'm here paying for an education I just got a report from the real world that I'm not getting the education I thought I was paying for exactly <laughs> what's <laughs> that you're what's, not preparing me for out there yeah like what's going on here I feel so like you know frustrated and kind of at a standstill and so I kind of just like spun out there was a a professor at the time who was a, an amazing gift to me. He was, he had his own firm in New York and he was kind of adjunct working in the design space. And there was, you know, there's some dynamics at play, but I knew that he was a good resource for me. And so I just clung to him Good, and was like, I don't, I don't know much about what I'm learning or what I'm not learning, but I have a sense that this person has what I need to It's going to give me the most out of all of the available Right, like this is my best shot. So they, I mean, essentially, they just kind of like cut me loose and were like, just shh, please, shh, and you can do whatever you want. And so I just took all of his classes and I did design work for his students in, you know, communications classes or business classes or whatever. And so it was pretty, I have mixed feelings about having a quote unquote design degree because it feels like a misfits degree. It's like I have a degree that is you spent a couple years hanging out with a guy that knew some stuff. But that's how we learn. But that's how we learn. Exactly. I believe that's what they used to call apprenticeship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So you're saying how I learned photography. I just hung out with you. Yeah. Yeah. Stacey's like, you should look at some other photographer's work. I was like, I'm not there yet. I'll just look at yours. (laughs) Oh, man. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. But that is how we learn. It is. From someone that cares and will sit down with us and show us a few things each day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the most important lesson that I took from that is the the most important thing you need to know is how to learn. Yes. And how to teach yourself. And whether that's velcroing yourself to someone who knows what you want to know or it's getting online or it's I mean we were like teaching our own classes after school. It was like, okay, well Ben knows a lot about the pen tool in Illustrator. So Ben, can you teach that's the perfect. pen tool on Wednesday? Yep. <laughs> and it's like to scrap that together, that's how you learn in life. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's like, Mark, what do you know? What programs are you using right now? Like, how do you get how do you get black and whites to look the way they do? I'll stumble on some shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you're kind enough or, to share what you're using. Yeah. Or even, um, and, and, but, I, and I think it's, it, it is, I have always 
you know, looked for mentors of some mm-hmm. kind. Yes. Mm-hmm. And n- n- not a professor, mm-hmm. but yeah. also been, as you said, you know, like say the most important thing is to, is to learn how to learn. Yeah. And if you have that, then you, then you can, I think one of the things that comes with that is being able to identify people who might be able to teach you totally. or, or situations mm-hmm. and, and just, and just listen. I mean, I, I have a friend who's a photographer, Nicole, was on an early episode of the podcast and, yeah. And watched her do some stuff in Photoshop once. I'm like, what the fuck? And she goes, oh, I spent like a year just pulling every drop-down menu, every single thing, and trying to figure out what it did. Wow. That's That's not my learning format, but that is incredible. It's it's amazing. And her her work is extraordinary. It's beautiful. Wow. Um, And and, and, and the editing thing, I was just like, okay. That's not how I learn. Yeah. But it's amazing. Yeah. But I, I think I understand what that that took. Well, it was special because like I had worked with Stacy for so long with photography and sat and watched her, and then I was on my own for a while without like seeing a photographer and how they work behind the scenes, and then to sit down with Mark and to watch how he edits pictures. It was cool to see our different workarounds, mm. right? And I'd be like, "Oh no, 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 dude, you can just do this," and he was like, "What?" Or he would be like, "Blair." <laughs> You just go here. And I'd be like, what? I did seven <laughs> steps to get there before. And I know those seven steps really well. Really well. I can get there almost as fast as with one. But also, <laughs> we're so all on an island, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. It's like we're on an island until we choose to not be. Yes. And you have to scoot your chair over sometimes and yeah. just be like, what are you What are you doing? How did you do that? Oh, completely. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm like, wait, you desaturate that much every I, I, I should get a camera that doesn't record all those fucking colors for <laughs> totally exactly. one of them cameras that only shoots black and white exactly yeah oh, skip man. some steps yeah I remember talking early on to with you Blair there's like so much behind the scenes that feels so hard to figure out it's... and like the data management, oh, like God. where are you storing everything? How do you back up? How do you, what do you, and it's like, yeah, you can like consult the Oracle. Yeah. Right. And tr- see what other people it's are doing so and what much. they're reporting on. But it's like, it's so much. It's so much. It's so much. And, and I didn't know when I first started and you're just moving so quickly mm-hmm. that I would just lose Roth. I'd be like, I need more space. Get yeah. rid of this. I yeah. got shit to do. Yeah. Uh, and I would just clear space uh, when I first started. And I'm, and now learning more and more to back up backups. Back up backups. Yep, completely. Yep. Yeah. But yeah. but it's okay if you keep them all in the same place. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Highly recommend backing up. Yeah. But I know. Oh, but you also got your God, you got to get your work done. Yeah. You know. I have drives all you know, and I don't even. And sometimes I write the date on it, like the most recent whatever addition to it. But sometimes not. I'll yeah. find something like what the fuck. Do I even have a way to connect this one to the oh, computer man. I have now? Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like I'm pretty sure everything I need's in on this iOmega zip drive tape. <laughs> connect, connect, please. Fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anybody got an iOmega? tape drive player no well and mark you've just been shooting for so long right it's like you've got i mean not compared to some other people but I yeah i mean in this well crowd yeah. okay for sure right yeah uh, yeah well and he has <laughs> he has file cabinets of slides or oh yeah 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 um, yeah yeah I'd... 
Like, that'll be the great digitization project for some child labor that I find somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, I, told, I was like, you just need an intern. Yeah, <laughs> or a team of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Clean all these slides, scan them impeccably for me. Yeah, I was yeah. like, not a team, one, <laughs> one, one OCD. Yeah. 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 One very meticulous yeah. intern. Yeah. Oh, God. Very and trustworthy human. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 So if you're applying Please. for the internship, <laughs> send applications send to... Send cover letter and resume to... Please help at nonprofit.media. Yeah. And tell me what sort of consequences you might be willing to suffer when you fuck up. <laughs> because Just so I can be will. ready, you know. Yeah. <laughs> RC becomes a bear again. <laughs> I was thinking about that month that set himself on fire. Oh, yeah. 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 It's a big step between pretending to be a bear and. (laughs) I see where you're going. Conflagration in the street. Exactly. Exactly. Stop traffic. Yeah. Or not. This day and age, people would be like, fuck that bird. I got to get somewhere. They would just put it on their iPhones. (laughs) Another social media event. (laughs) Someone trying to draw attention to their profile <laughs> yeah. 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 all right now that we've made a <clears throat> mockery of or we have mocked that <laughs> I uh, guess we we could go lower but let's not for now let's, we'll save it yeah. stay mid-low yeah. um yeah okay perfect <laughs> uh so when you did a your like your was one of your first professional jobs stacy was yeah. So Stacy's like, <laughs> Stacy's like, just come shoot this wedding with me. And I was like, oh my God, what? No. You're like, yeah, just come shoot this wedding with me. Yeah. So same shit you just did to me this it, summer. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be oh, fun. How the tables turn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and and it's just incredible because Stacy's like, just come shoot this wedding. You know, I won't pay you, but you'll get to learn and like, just come hang out. I should have paid you. Wait, I'm getting there. <laughs> And you know she's because and and, like it probably was the only way I agreed to do. It. I'm like okay, well you can't pay me, yeah. you know. Like let yeah, me just yeah. come hang out. That sounds right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll just come hang out with you, and I'll and I'll try to help out some, you know. So we go shoot this wedding. It's beautiful. Um, some shots I get. Some shots I don't know what to do at the ISO, and I'm like, oh wait, what does this number do again? You know. Well, and you were doing hard things, right? Yes. It's like you're backing me up outside, yep. and then it was like, hey, can you run inside? Like, take yep. the fifty. Oh. You can't mess it up with a fifty, yep. but also like, there's a zillion <laughs> other things to think about. Having a camera in your hand professionally for the first time, but like, then go inside, then go outside, then yep. go inside, yep. and also like, remember that ISO is like digital light and uh, exposure triangle. Remember that? Do, uh, uh, whatever, just go. Just go shoot. Go have fun, Blair. <laughs> yeah. And so, but fortunately, what I did know is the number one thing, especially at a wedding, is like, Mm -hmm. everything's cool. It's chill, man. Everything's great. Yeah. my shots might be dark right now, mm-hmm. but everything's okay because Stacy's getting it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so we shoot and we have a wonderful time and it's an incredible family. Mm-hmm. So and is this where the 2,000 inside, 200 outside came from? Yeah. Stacy's like, no, I don't want to give away my secrets. <laughs> but Stacy's like, all right, just listen. 200 inside, 2,000 outside. Flip-flop that. <laughs> <laughs> 2,000 outside is a little hot sometimes. It's a little hot. Outside. It'd be tough. <laughs> 200 outside. I mean, Blair's an artist, so don't she question what she's capable of. Right? Yeah, it's very <laughs> unique. Seen this highly overexposed aesthetic in action. <laughs> and so, yeah, that sounds about right. And, uh... Too, too cool to look at the owner's manual on that new little point and shoot. Always. Oh, but is this while you're rolling up the window and driving faster? No, this is... <laughs> 
the my first day ice climbing in ten years. <gasps> yeah. Wow. No, she did fine. Yeah. yeah. She did really fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just gotta you gotta be like, all right, camera, it's you and me. Like, let's build this relationship. Yeah. I don't want anyone telling me how to use you. Just, I will learn you myself. So you like, learn me, I learn you. So kind of like Spicoli. I don't know what Spicoli is. I, I don't either. Oh, I look at that wave now. and I say, let's party. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about cameras. <laughs> I think yeah. that was the quote. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's also Something very like much worked for you. <laughs> yes, and I don't want to, well, one, I don't like being told what to do. And so I don't want this little manual telling me how to do everything. I'm nope. like, I'm going to figure it out. Anyway, so that's how I worked cameras. So two hundred inside, two thousand outside. When there I remember, you go. when <laughs> I remember. Which, to be fair, your approach is a shared approach because that's also how I wove my way in. Yep. So I was very supportive. She of was like, so supportive of that. Just feel your way through it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you can. I, and I like my first. So before this wedding shoot, when I was borrowing Stacy's kit, I was at this event. And this guy who's a professional photographer kept switching the camera to automatic. He's like, no, shoot here. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to shoot there. There's somebody telling you what to do. Exactly. And then I'd stare at the camera and I'm like, all right, I'll figure this out. How do I put it back on manual? You know? <laughs> Where do I start, though? Exactly. Okay. All right, this I'm going to try the M. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Seems like a crazy idea. It seems crazy. So, But I mean, I just went through some of those pictures recently, and I'm so grateful to have them. I mean, Travis is in a ton of those images, you oh, know? yeah. So that's my learning style. So we shoot this wedding. I hand my cards over to Stacy, and uh, she like goes like whenever it's time, she goes through them and she starts editing. And then she calls me and she's like, "I'm gonna pay you." And that was like just such an incredible, hmm. uh, such an incredible experience because she's like, "I know we had this agreement, but one, I love and care about you and respect you, and two, these images are worth being paid for." And that was like tremendous you know like that had such an impact um on me yeah and it's true i mean the fact that you picked up a camera that quickly and were yeah i mean the, i'm i can't remember what i paid you but it was not enough whatever yeah. and it's also it's what i found out later i think it was well after these were edited and delivered but blair at this wedding didn't know we're shooting on nikon and there's like, you know, the little red square that shows you where your focal point is, and what you're focusing on. She was like, didn't know how it worked. Like I hadn't, I somehow had skipped over that. And like, what well, so was manually. Yeah. So we like cover the ISO thing and a couple other things. And it was like, all right, go. And, and she was manually overriding the focal. Yes. The that's focus. how I did it. Yeah. So yeah. she's like manually focusing. So the autofocus motor is like, you can imagine it right <laughs> oh, yeah. she's like no <laughs> I don't know why it's fighting me but it needs to stop I'm like I'm not focusing there <laughs> I'm focusing here but also you did it yeah right yeah. it's like yeah. I edited your entire set of images yeah. and there weren't an, it's like enough of them were in focus that I wasn't thinking oh Blair doesn't know the focus works it's like <laughs> uh, well like so, that part was no question. So one day I was like, "Oh yeah, I've been meaning to ask you, what's that little red square?" When I looked through, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I have done you a disservice." 
god. <laughs> and that's what I learned automatic focus. Yeah. And not that's a good manual day. fight focus. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know why people read manuals. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's just, it's like the coupons you get in your mailbox. You this know? is you the only way I learned, though. Yeah. Honestly. If I need this, I can find it online. What do I need this mm-hmm. book for in 19 different languages? Yeah. If I'm learning, it's almost always through experience or through a shared experience with someone who knows. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not reading a manual. Which is why every time I get a new com- camera I'm like, "Chuck." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so I, curious, Mark, are you a manual reader? Not really until okay. I need to. Okay. Yeah. For sure. Um and then I'll I mean, yep. that's how we figured out how cuz sometimes Yep. There's a little button on the back of the Nikon bodies where you can accidentally oh, yeah. switch the image quality, especially on 750s. Super cool. That's a neat feature, Nikon. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. So you cool. can you can be shooting low res JPEG and not fucking notice. Neat. Yep. And so I'm just like, okay, there's no way that this happened, like by you going through a bunch of sub menus and no. actually deciding to truly fuck yourself. No, yeah, <laughs> like, no. This no has to be that. some totally inconvenient. And there's and on one of my Leicas that it has you you cycle through the. Um, how the display looks on the LCD on the back. Yeah. You can have no information. You have a bunch of information. The yeah. next one, it turns it to video. And then the next one, it's something else. And so you can like accidentally turn the camera to video and like right. super easily. Yeah. And it's like one of the stupidest menu items can't be disabled. And I, you know, it only took four or five fuck ups before I realized <laughs> like, okay, this, this is how this happens. Yeah. But the first time it got into video, I'm like, what the? I don't know how I got here or what to do. And it was the same thing with like the image quality. I'm like, okay, it's got to be one, some button on the back that you are, are, you know, as you're holding the camera, you are prone to, you know, triggering this button. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of the last time I looked at a at a manual. Well, and I like highly reap the benefits of this. Like Mark has the patience to sift through information Mm -hmm. and to find out what's happening. Whereas I'll get like overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and I'll be like, ah, yeah. And like when Rico, when we were ice climbing in Cody, I don't know what I'd done, but I'd done something to the Rico, which is a camera that Mark got me for Christmas that year. And I obviously didn't, he like, he's like, bring the manual or watch a video or something before we go out. And I'm like, ah, I'll just figure it's it out. It's not a camera that I know, so I'm You're not like, going to be able to say. I'll figure it out while ice climbing. You're like, I don't need that. I have my gut. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I got my gut. Got my heart. Let's it's fine. Yeah. yeah. But I did something that like really fucked it up. And I was like, ah. And Mark just sat there like looking through stuff and figured wow. it out. And I was like, ah. Oh. Thank you. That is a unique My feeling. Ginger didn't have the patience yeah. for this. Which harnessed hanging on the side of a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was. Um, I mean, it, we all go through. I mean, and I, I think I'm pretty good at figuring stuff out, and yeah. I will always try that first. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like software. Yep. You know. Okay. Yeah. I've got a Lightroom catalog with you know more images than. You know, all of the images combined on the face of the planet. And, it's, <laughs> and I hit optimize last week one time. It's still working, you know, or, some, like, yeah. uh, or something like that where, uh, like, I think I can figure it out and then I can and then I have to. Yeah. And some of the stuff when we were working in InDesign early in, and I saw you do some things, I'm like. Oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> what did what? you do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How is all this? And. And so this summer there was, I did, you know, 
read a lot of tutorials about stuff about, okay, so how do I yeah. do that thing she did that I think I know what it was? <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what those things were, but... But there's th but there are things of you know like having myself been you know been self taught yeah. and with not as and and not as frequent use or yeah. length of experience with it you're just like okay I'm in kindergarten or maybe first grade or something and and I got like the look at the grad student or whatever and yeah I mean I'm in that like, program every day yeah that's my space exactly yeah and I'm you know slow the, the there's been a lot of days this summer and fall where I've been using it and I'm getting, you know, better at it. I'll, yeah. After we're done here, I'll show you the layout for the new scene. <gasps> oh, yeah. yeah I was going to say, are we allowed to talk about it? What's happening? The, oh. Uh, this is a different project. Sir, yeah, it's a different project because Sermon Book is, um, well, the cover has been defying us. Uh-huh. Um, because fr from this idea in the beginning, you know, then we decided that, that wasn't it but maybe it was another idea but then mm -hmm. we can't find that da, da, da. and uh so we i think we're set we're set on the idea of it we shot some pictures we that will become uh illustratorized um today we'll we'll see that so the 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 cover um uh was a, a sticking point mm -hmm. um and then um, my friend who's writing the foreword. Mm-hmm. That's a favor. Mm-hmm. I can't really apply too much pressure, but sort of once a week. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it is like the blow of death if it actually happens. <laughs> it will be, it'll be a fitness industry throw down yeah i'm um, excited about that and and so i'm not going to push it because it really needs totally. to happen and also things take time and thing and things take time and we can set arbitrary deadlines and man if you, as i heard recently again if you wait to the last minute it only takes a minute exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or if you Perfect. set a deadline and it's so far in the review mirror it didn't really matter exactly. at that point and and it'll be and it'll be right in, when it needs to be right but or when it is right it will be. Um, and so we've been working on some other stuff. And so we're doing a volume two of, of the Rays zine. Awesome. And uh, with an entirely entirely new look, um, all color. I think we'll, the first one will be Whoa. a double full. Not all. I mean. Some color. But it'll be like the Death Valley scene. It's okay. really beautiful. Some, Select pages. Stuff. Yeah. Cool. And learning, you know, starting from a new template kind of thing and figuring mm -hmm. out how to integrate what we have with what came with that yeah. i mean it's a it's a pretty neat thing and then trying to figure out like oh who built this you know somebody built this what the fuck were they thinking you know or <laughs> would be my first question but then like hmm, it's kind of clever uh how are they doing and then like sort of reverse engineering how they ended up in this with this framework this grid system uh -huh. these different it's pretty cool well and that's like, like one it. of my favorite things about the people in this room it's like well why can't we do that why don't we just try that why don't you mm -hmm. just try that why don't you just do that mm -hmm. like 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 you, you like <laughs> well just try it just do it you yeah. know and i remember like shooting with stacy and like 
and I was like second shooting some event or a wedding or something. And she's like, just jank the ISO way up since you don't have a flash and just see what happens. You know, <laughs> like just play with it. Yeah. And so that's what I did. And it was like beautiful. Like it was like a, a couple additional beautiful artsy shots. Yeah. Or why don't we just why don't we just design and put together a zine and publish and why why can't we do that? Let's just do that. Yeah. I mean, other people have done it. Yeah. So we can do it. Yeah. 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 Why don't you just build a house? There you go. There's Trav. <laughs> right. There's Trav for you. Yeah. You just build a house. It's not that big of a deal. You just do it. Other people have. So you just build a house. Who were Trav's like we're talking about yeah. who in our life is challenging us? Who's saying you can't? Who's saying I see that in you? Yes. Who is his you can? I mean, obviously you. Well, yes. Well, I guess in my we all have a vision of ourselves mm -hmm. and that changes moment to moment. Mm -hmm. And when I am being particularly hard on myself, I feel like I'm the person now that Travis deserved to be with because mm -hmm. he knew so much. I understand that is not a truth, but I also have learned so much in this process. I wish I could share this with him. Mm -hmm. Um, because of how much he knew and the heart that he had and what he was capable of doing himself and what he could pull out in others. Um, and then I realized, like, and I tell this to Mark, I was like, you know, all these women fell in love with Travis after I was with him because he just needed a fucking advocate in life. Mm -hmm. He just needed somebody that was like, you can do all of this. Mm -hmm. uh, and look how incredible you are because of all that you can do. Mm -hmm. And so I recognize that, that in myself and in our wedding vows and at his memorial, uh, I talk about advocating and celebrating and honoring. Um, but his can people, um, he had his music teacher at the school that he went to. Um, he absolutely loved. Like high school. High school. His high school music teacher. I Incredible. wish I could remember his name right now. Um, was a really influential influential person in his life. And so Travis's senior project in high school was to hand-build a mandolin. So Travis hand-built a mandolin. Insane. Insane. Um, this teacher struggled a lot, and he was at a religious school, and uh, he, was, he dealt with alcoholism. Uh, and he ended up dying from alcoholism. And um, he had believed in Travis so much, and Travis ended up getting a Celtic tattoo, uh, at that point in his life because this person had believed in him so much. Wow. And then after high school is when Travis read a lot of Mark's writings. And so mm -hmm. then Mark became this like really big influence in, in possibility and in energy and in care and attention. Uh, and so we talk about like, you could just do it. Mm -hmm. And so in Mark's writings, Travis found a lot of this, um, the art of possibility. Totally. And, and not only within himself, but then to give it to others. Mr. Tires. Yes. That's the <laughs> high school. Mr. Tires. Mr. Tires. Good work. <laughs> that was a high school teacher. So it was Mr. Tires. It was, and Travis said that Mr. Tires was the first person to teach him how to feel. And so that mm. came across in his music. I know. Wow. Really beautiful. Uh, and Mark taught him like the art of possibility, like caring, work ethic, attention, and then um, this gentleman, uh, Joe Cartwright, uh, on Search and Rescue, so mm. later in life, um, was somebody that really influenced uh, Travis. Um, so outside of his family, those mm. are the people that uh, had tremendous impact on him. That's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. 
completely yeah yeah and thank you for asking yeah yeah i mean i'm so curious because i think that he you know provided and continues to provide that for so many for so many like the amount of human beings that have started their own businesses because travis is like no nah, man you can do that mm-hmm. you just do that here here here's three things that you can do you do that mm-hmm. you can do this mm-hmm. and so many people have started their own businesses um or done adventures or like that kind of stuff as well yeah, yeah big time yeah yep. and i guess those are two separate things right like for him to be believed in and for him to provide that for others it's not like a equal exchange of like how much is put in is how much can come out right right? it's like because a few people lit his fire his fire became enormous so big so it's like yeah the gift that they were giving was just like multiplied exponentially yeah yeah little did they know yep well that's like what i think about like when i think about people that move me i was like oh well i'll I'll be sitting with them tonight it'll be rc and stacy and mark and i and charlotte and then travis Mm, yeah (laughs) Yeah. cats me too probably cats be the king the king the king exactly (laughs) 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 yeah it and well since we're there and we're like uh and we're talking about influence on one another and art and I told Mark, I don't even remember when this happened, but it was a while ago. And we were talking about art. We were discussing, you know, um, the part of art that moves us, or I don't want to use the word importance, but for lack of a better word right now, like the importance in art. And Stacy and RC were talking, and they were talking about, well, with you, empathy, empathy shown through art. And I guess I just hadn't put the words to it, but I just remember that being such an intense immediate reaction with me. And I was like, yes, I didn't realize that was the heart of my own art. Mm -hmm. But when you put words to it and you say empathy in art, I'm like, that's it. Mm -hmm. And so that conversation and little, I can't even imagine my world without photography. Yeah. You know, like I can't even imagine I couldn't communicate with people via images or witnessing their moments uh, and that's something that you gave me. But to me, that's the truest part of your lens. Thank you. Not mm-hmm. your physical lens, but your yeah. lens to the world, right? Yeah. It's like that, what what I saw you doing was seeing moments. Yeah. And it was like, oh my God, this woman just needs to, like, I just wanted to see you like doing that on a grander sc- And that was where it, it felt so conflicting to like, to be needling you and be pushing you in any oh, way. It was so like, good. I wanted to put it in front of you because it was like, this is a gift yep. that you have, that you, you. S- that you see. Yep. We were having these conversations over dinner. We were like, look at what she's doing with a phone. <laughs> what could she do with something bigger? You yeah, know? and it's like, God, is it It was so fun and to exciting suggest? to talk about, yeah. Yeah, is it even something she wants to do? Like, oh. Oh, deeply so. But I think, well... Okay, let's go (laughs) childhood psychology. Let's go. Let's go childhood psychology. (laughs) Hold on, I'm going to need some more bourbon. Yeah, let's get our cereal refill. Yes, yes. I told you it takes an hour. Yeah, it always takes an hour. An hour and 10 minutes, and now we're... Now we're there. Now we're there. So I was like always enamored with art. And yes, please, let me get some more bourbon. I was always enamored with art to the point that when I got my first car, I named it Gertrude Stein. 
or Gertie, right? So that was my first car. <laughs> I named after Gertrude Stein as a 17-year-old, right? And uh, and uh, when I was six years old, seven years old, I'm like downstairs in the basement playing by myself. This is after you got your first car. <laughs> yes, <it's, laughs> I mean, it is Kentucky. You're driving, okay. <laughs> I'm struggling with the timeline here. I'm not great at timelines. <laughs> it's not linear. What is time? Yeah. So I'm downstairs. I'm playing in the basement, like, you know, playing detective or whatever. And I find this giant brown portfolio. And I'm like, what? And I like, I like, I like played in the basement forever. I've never seen this before. <laughs> and so I like, I'm like, oh right, Agent Scully, <laughs> <You know? laughs> who's making a comeback on Sex Ed. Yeah, she's amazing, she's amazing. Ginger. So yeah. And I'm like, all oh, right, I gotta figure out what this is. And I open it, and it's all of this beautiful art. And I like take out each piece of this art and it's like women in dresses and it's nude women and it's bones drawn in charcoal and it's watercolors and it's all of this beautiful art. And I like lay them all down on the basement floor and I like walk between them like I'm a detective. Oh, I love this scene. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, okay, they rub their chin. So I'm like rubbing my chin looking at all this art. And I grab my favorite one, always has been, which is this charcoal drawing of a femur bone and I melodramatically stomp up my stairs and I get to my mother and I hold up this femur bone and I'm like what is this (laughs) and she was like oh I went to art school and I was like fuck you mom (laughs) (laughs) I was like what I was like, you went to art school? She's like, yeah, I went to junior college and I went for art. And I was like, why aren't you doing this? Wow. As a seven-year-old, I didn't understand the weight of life. Right. And raising children yeah. and work and stress yeah. and Sure, marriage. I had a million reasons. Yeah, and, and rescuing dogs and having mm-hmm. 10 acres. And and I was just pissed off. Mm-hmm. So like for like nearly almost every day, I'm a real persistent, stubborn person. <laughs> oh. No. <laughs> No. From six to seven to at least 18. <laughs> Nearly every it's... day, I would be like, Mom, when are you going to do some art? You know? And my mom's like, God damn it. You know? Would this kid ever shut up? Okay. Although my mom won't admit it, she is. Get her a dog is, or something. She is equally as stubborn <laughs> as I am. Uh-huh. Right? So it was years after I stopped asking, and I called my mom up one day. I'm like early 20s or whatever. I'm like, hey, Mom, how's it going? Well, I had an art show this weekend. I was like, <gasps> casual. Yeah, exactly. Nice. I was like, what? And she had like started taking classes again and had added an art show. And then it was one and done. She was like, okay, I went back there. I did it. You know, although I will say this, I lost the femur drawing and she redid it for me. No kidding. Yeah, she's amazing. Okay, but she's still kind of making art. So occasionally, um, not to that extent. She's not having shows. She's not having shows. Is she on the internet? Can people find her? Her artwork is amazing. No, no, it's nowhere. It's not. (sighs) I mean, it's all in my house. I have it all. Yeah, you have some amazing Yeah, it's all up on my walls in my house. Okay. I swear we're getting there. (laughs) I'm not helping. I know. I love it. (laughs) Which is perfect. It is completely. So I love art, but it's kind of tucked away in my house. and And sport is God in my house. Like sport is God. And so if you're running well, you're doing well. And so I just kind of got obsessed into athletics or being like, I want to be, I want to be good. I want to be a good kid. like you're eight 
Yeah, this is like nice. I'm eight. This is like yeah. I'm eight. What year is this? Sorry. <laughs> I'm eight and I'm outside and running sprints in the field. <laughs> also a fabulous scene. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't have a watch, so I'm just counting in my head. You know? Super accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so sports just took over for a long time yeah. but art was always there and so uh when art when when stacy and travis believed in me so much and pushed art on me again it was a huge gift in my life and will forever be this incredible gift not only in my life if you take pictures of people if you're a photographer and you take pictures of people you walk an extraordinarily intimate timeline with people. If you if you take pictures of people when they first meet their partner and you take engagement pictures and you shoot their wedding and you shoot them have their first kids and you shoot the home that they put together. I mean, Stacy and RC shot Travis's and my wedding. Stacy shot uh, my engagement. And then she shot Travis's memorial for me. Like it is like one of the most intimate walks that you can share with people, and you can show them that the love that they feel for their family, or for their partner, or for their pets, that it can be seen and witnessed, mm-hmm. and that how much they love someone or something, someone else can see and feel, and you can give that gift to them for the rest of their lives. So when you have someone that comes into your life and reintroduces art to you and shows you like, you can do this, it isn't only a gift in my life because now I'm not just this mute kid who is running really fast by herself. <laughs> <in the field. laughs> Although maybe sometimes she still Although, does that. That's, that's fine. That may or may not have happened fine. recently. Earlier today. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> no. But it becomes a gift in all of these other people's lives because we all see and feel and hear and speak in the world differently. Mm-hmm. And if we can find our gift of feeling and sight or speaking and hand it to others it becomes gifts into their lives our words can impact people our photography can impact people our painting the the way that a manager can help guide us Mm. helps people Mm -hmm. and uh i think about that when i get to photograph others that it's gifts in their life even though it's a gift in my life as well it's exponential yeah yeah. 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 One of the most, I just, I feel like it's such a gift to get to be in your community because I get to hear people talking about your work. Thank you. And, and it's incredible. Obviously you're doing this like incredible thing where you're weaving, you're, you're witnessing people in these moments and these milestones in their life. But you also have the, a way of like introducing words and weaving that into it, mm-hmm. which makes it just like, such a next level experience and yeah it's just really cool to hear how the community responds to your work i appreciate that yeah just take it blair i know <laughs> sit there and it's that positive roast i know yeah. i was watching her just like <laughs> All roast. this is getting uncomfortably positive yeah <laughs> well it's the part you don't know right it's the impact it's what you can't you couldn't it's, have known that you yes. were having this impact on travis oh yeah for all these years it's exactly. like it's the mystery of putting art into the world or if yes. people and i mean and, and i it is a beautiful gift when it when 
I guess the the awareness of that comes back mm-hmm. where it's, somebody you know a random email you know, yes. this is your writing changed my life or mm-hmm. I was reading this and then and then it helped me to do that or I was able to get out of this horrible situation because of this I'm like I don't Okay. Yeah. yeah, you can't know. But it Yeah, I was drunk when I wrote that, you know, or <laughs> or um or or it's just like the, it goes it goes out. And then and and some and then sometimes it comes back. And sometimes it comes back in really beautiful ways, sometimes a little bit weird. Yeah. Sometimes like completely unexpected turn taken in a way that, you know, sometimes I relate to the world where something happens and it gets kind of twisted inside and it's not my my response to it isn't normal mm-hmm. and so when something like that happens with some of my words and it comes back or something it's it is really it's extraordinary it's, and it's surprising mm-hmm. and I just have to I think I'm at a point now where I just trust that yeah that's what happens and I'm writing yeah and I don't do and it's the same way I think that um uh, Blair shoots pictures. There's no expectation. I'm yeah. witnessing or I'm communicating my interpretation of this world. Oh yeah, and and what you're saying about we don't realize the impact. I mean, we don't realize the impact we have. And uh, and I have described, and if we're talking about art, like I've described the process of putting your art out into the world, which is, which is putting your heart out how there. Do, yeah, yes. I'm like, how do you describe so, that? Because that's a wild journey. <laughs> so this is how I describe it because I grew up in Kentucky. So we ate a lot of watermelon. And so there's a watermelon <laughs> scoop, right? Uh-huh. And it's like a perfect circle. Uh-huh. Right? Oh, yeah. But for art, obviously, it doesn't need to be a perfect sphere. And so I describe art as you just watermelon scoop out your heart and mm-hmm. you just like hand it out. You're just like, here you go. I mean, you, and it's, it's, you don't know, it's just into the abyss, right? Yeah. You're not handing it to somebody any, who has promised to take good care of it. Yeah. No, you're yeah. not yeah. handing it to that. You're not <laughs> yeah. handing it, like you said, no expectation, right? Yeah. Uh, there's like some quote that a writer doesn't write for an audience. They write for one person. And then, and then sometimes that person will howl back. You don't know the words that you're putting out there, how they'll impact or how you're images will uh or your paintings you don't know how that will move somebody you don't see them unless you're like making something for someone in particular but often if you're just making it right from your heart you're just scooping it out and you're just handing it out and occasionally you don't and it you don't need to hear from people all the time in fact that is so overwhelming but every once in a while you run into someone or and and they'll be like oh my god that picture or those words that you wrote and this is how it impacted me. And it's like those like watermelon scoops are like, oh, yes. Like, this is why we hand it out. And it has the ability to like uh, form back up again. You're like, oh, I got more heart here. Just mm-hmm. going to keep scooping it out and handing it out, you know? Yeah. Or when we have the chance to witness art that moves us, mm-hmm. it fills in those watermelon scoops. You're like, there's someone else who is living their life in a way that they're putting it out there. Mm-hmm. And that fills my soul. Yeah. For for the three of you who've put so much out into the world, yeah. Uh, I mean, can you recall that first moment of vulnerability? Vulnerability, putting it out there, seeing it accepted. 
seeing it accepted. Well, we did some proper critiques yeah. in school. So that's yeah. that was one experience where it's like literally you're you have very little experience. It's less watermelon scoop. It's a yeah. little bit more. I mean, it's an assignment, right? So you're yep. creating in a specific, which is a lot of what I do in the design space, right? Yep. It's like you're designing in a kind of in a box. And then you put it up in front of your peers yep. and your professor. And it's like, okay, well, now I get to hear what everyone thinks. Yeah. And that is hard. Oh, I it. But it also hardens you a little bit yep. to the dark parts. So that, I think that was my early experience and then the next four i mean the first thing i thought of was the slideshows at the ranch which yeah. is an incredible experience those were my watermelon scoops for yep. sure oh i'm sure it just was like oh this is excruciating but also warm and it's just oh my god it's a lot can I'm, i get out of this room <laughs> i'm sure and at the time i couldn't have known that but I was just so excited to see it myself because I just loved it so much. Mm -hmm. And everybody, I knew everybody in that room loved it so much. But it's also because I hadn't had the experience of being the one behind the lens, mm -hmm. wanting to do so, like, do right for these people, yeah. you know, and yeah. to honor them and their experiences that they had. Yeah. So I'm on the other end like, yeah, Stacy. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, yeah. And you're dying a thousand deaths. Yeah, a thousand deaths. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Just, oh my God, can I melt oh, yeah. in a puddle on the floor? Yeah. yeah. What about you, Mark? I always had a big mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the... I don't know the the first times when I was well like articles would get printed the things that I wrote would mm -hmm. be printed in climbing magazine or something and you know I always tried to write what my experience was and not uh regardless of how different that was from the person I may have been with um on the you know tied to <laughs> um hmm. and uh, there were, you know, a lot of accusations early on of like, oh, it's this pretend, this is a shtick, no one's, you know, like this. Um, and either I stuck with my shtick long enough that it became my life, or it was really that way <laughs> all along. But in the but in the beginning, like the letters to the editor or the you know the, the critiques that I you know would hear, um, it didn't. It, it always hurt. It still hurts when we, you know, especially, you know, in this, what we do now, if we put something out, I mean, I'm, fuck, it turns 60 soon, so it's, you know, I'm less uh, reactive to shit now. I'm just yeah. like, because I know, I know what's good, and yeah. your taste is in your ass. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, it's the beauty. Uh, it, it, but early on, you're young, it's like, and and seeking unconsciously or consciously seeking validation seeking mm -hmm. sure. like to find your peer group to find the the people that you can interact with and relate to on a almost equal level or something and and it turns out that just because you do the same activity as someone else doesn't mean they're your friend or that <laughs> yeah. they understand or that i understand them um i think you know united by a physical activity it's a um uh, it, it's um it's a point of reference, but nothing, nothing more. And I think the climbing community, you know, taught me that kind of thing early on. It's like, well, I'm not, we're not doing, we're not having the same experiences, but despite being 
in the same locations, in the same mountain range, on the same route, in the same you know season, whatever. Um, and then, uh, uh, and then I used to do um, give these sort of slideshows and multimedia presentation kind of things. Oh, you know the slideshow. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and four track cassette deck running, you know, with music on the stereo, music on the first two channels, yeah, what's narration the scene? Who's on the there? third. Tell us, get, paint, paint a picture. Fourth, I mean, it, it, it would be around in climbing shops or uh-huh. universities, things that um, where I would go and talk about routes that I'd done or experiences in the mountains cool. to raise money for, you know, future kinds of things. And, um, and gen- by the time I'd done it a few times, people knew what they were getting into. Mm-hmm. It was going to be really fucking loud. Mm-hmm. I have my taste in music will not be yours generally, <laughs> um, and uh, I I will I, I want to put you so on edge that you have to crack open and receive the message. And this could be done in a you know in a variety of ways, confrontational sort of presentations. Um, uh, music choices, volume of music. I mean, I was traveling to these really small places with a fifteen hundred watt PA system, <laughs> and 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 I do, I do remember a pretty good night um, as giving a, a a show at the Spokane REI. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, this would have been late '86. Jeff Lowe and I are raising money to go back to try this this route we had tried uh, on a peak in the Himalayas. Um, the previous spring and he's you know speaking from the 70s and maybe a little bit the 60s his music choices are perfectly coincident with that that era that time his discussion about the beauty in the mountains and that and and the romanticism of it all with a big dose of technical difficulty thrown in, et cetera. I mean, it was it was very, I think it was quite, you know, it was challenging, but also soothing to the audience. Mm-hmm. A little Attenborough-esque. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. a little, yes. Nice. Ooh. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> uh, okay. I I, you know, I wouldn't have gone that far, but okay. God rest his soul, Jeff. Yeah. Yes, he did, Jeff. he did have that accent. Yeah. That, that the grizzly bears. <laughs> I mean, it's just such a different end of the spectrum than what I'm imagining you're doing with this cracking. Oh, yeah. So then there's an intermission, and then it comes back, and the first thing that happens for me is probably a set of 30 slides to a particularly aggressive song by a band called The Wipers, um, which sort of came out of the Northwest punk scene. Um, Greg Sage was living in Portland at the time, and so I... uh, Recently, and the title of our sl- our slideshow tour was "Pushing the Extreme," which was the title of this song by the Wipers. And Jeff thought that was super cool. Didn't love the band, but I did. <laughs> and so the first, so the intermission happens, and the people are in the, the audience there. Or maybe it was it was maybe sponsored by Spokane REI, but I feel like it was an auditorium, so it might have been at the university or something. Um, and uh, that song comes on. I don't know. No less than ten people walked out. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking got him. (laughs) And then, you know, I would pour. And and my experience on that route in the Himalayas was, was, you know, he it was well within his um, 
the, the, the vast experience that he had, as good as he was, the imagination that he had, that was like, yeah, we were on this route for 11 days and it was really hard and it was totally within, you know, within his creative palette to be there and his and, and everything was fine. And I was so freaked the fuck out. <laughs> Um, not only having, you know, just had my world shattered you know, a couple of weeks earlier to climbing this new route with Allison Hargraves on, um, Kangtega, which is a smaller peak nearby that we used to acclimatize, but that just completely blew my mind. Um, and then now I'm on this route with, you know, Jeff, arguably one of the very best climbers in the world at the time. And I, you know, it was not anywhere near my wheelhouse at fucking I mean I knew enough and I guess I'd proved myself two weeks earlier whatever um but uh so my experience was was completely founded in insecurity Hmm. while his was founded in confidence and Hmm. and um it, it, which which was you know sort of an interesting experience and my reaction to my insecurity was aggression mm-hmm. as you know young man cool. yeah. that's how that shit works right yeah and um and so in in some so when people walk down I'm like oh they don't understand me <laughs> oh but the real reality was like I'm trying to you know um that was early on uh in the sort of career of touring with these presentations um, and I got pretty, uh, after doing it a lot, I got uh, much better at um, sort of m- manipulating the audience or taking them where I wanted to go or doing things like, I mean, I, one of the, uh, one year I decided I'm sick of doing the same old thing where we talk over the pictures or whatever. And so I'm going to do, I'm just going to do a sp- spoken word performance, tell the story with no images at all Mm. um tell the you know basically tell the story and then send images with music of the story and have make people you know try and put it together and this is you know this was an area i'd probably seen you know i'm trying to think well the first one of those was i'd only seen rollins do a spoken word performance once at that point but i was like if you can fucking do it i can do that and (laughs) there it is someone did it i can do that That it can be done i can do it just build a house i'm gonna try exactly yeah Yeah. just just stand up in front of like the the uh, i had practiced a couple of times uh in smaller venues and then it was uh, i think it was uh one of the main events at the um the banff mountain film and book festival before and I th- it would have been spring of 88 because it was before we uh no no, no it happened this has got to be much later what sometime is time? later time. in life might have, been 90, might have been 95 cool actually anyway whatever 95 but it was but uh, you know it stood up and t- told this story for you know i guess a spoken word thing for 30 minutes mm. and then sent the show and um so and that's a really long way from like being super nervous and scared to to do it in like one of the first i think the first one i gave was maybe 85 or something like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 1984 85 and and th- and that is terrifying but it's also amazing what the mind can adapt to it's like trauma and, exposure right <laughs> where it's like you need to just keep doing it to just yes. desensitize because you can. Oh yeah. It's terrifying. It hurts. We have a negativity bias. 
we want to hear the bad because we want to know the truth and the truth about how bad we bad. are and we're not good enough yeah. and so yeah. yeah and so it's like you get that stuff feels so sticky and you want to be in it and you want to hear it and it's like yeah oh my god this is so hard and awful but then you do it for a while and you can't you just can't keep that energy about it so then it becomes just evolves and becomes something else and then you're sharing your work and you get braver you I, get braver yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you start trying yeah. you try oh yeah you try a lot harder and a lot more mm-hmm. and, and you get better and you yes yeah 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 100 percent. Right? yeah yeah and you also get used to um people not understanding or whatever mm-hmm. or going through and realizing yeah i speak to two out of every hundred people yeah yeah which is sort of what i figured early on and i i'm thinking i'm around 10 now and that's mm-hmm. pretty good that's great for a life we're not for everyone yeah and, hallelujah hallelujah <laughs> yeah wow yeah for me i feel like photography was like the gateway drug mm. and so and i mean in the fact of like as a little kid and on, I always wrote. So I always wrote. And if I thought I was going to be in the art world at all, it was going to be through writing. Yeah, I was going to say, come on. And my the gateway. Well, but, <laughs> but, yeah. And my parents were wonderfully support. Like they were like, your writing is incredible. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very supportive. Awesome. My teachers were incredibly supportive. Your writing is beautiful. You're going to be a famous writer when you grow up. And for some reason, this had like the reverse effect on me. It just lies. They're they're trying to build me up for something. Not necessarily (laughs) that. My mind mind was, I'll never be what they think I am. Oh, how can I live up to that? How can I live up? I'm not that. Like, I'm not. Like, I don't know. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, there's something in that, right? Yeah. To tell a child you're going to be famous yeah. for a thing. It's yeah. like, pfft. yeah, exactly. And oh I, just rem- I just remember being like, oh, I don't like talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really and, like writing. I'm going to work on that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so for a very long time, I always wrote a lot, but I wouldn't share hardly any of it. Mm-hmm. Handful of girlfriends. And then when Travis and I were together, I would start to hand over all of my writing to him and I would hand him all of my writing and so supportive and encouraging. And so I'd write and I would just send it to him. And then as we've discussed, like Stacy is the gateway drug to photography to the gateway (laughs) drug to more art, (laughs) but just super supported me. So I start doing photography. I start taking pictures and I start sharing those with the world. And I thought everybody saw the world exactly how I saw the world. I'm like, this is just how you see the world. This is how all of us humans no. walk around. No, you have an incredible and, lens. Thank you. <laughs> and I, I didn't realize that people saw differently. Like in theory, I understood that, but in practice, I didn't understand how different. Yeah. And so photography was this like beginning access of me sharing my art, and it was more approachable for me. So I have this like distinct memory. I'm like in bed. And it's like a year or two years into owning my own business. And I'm like, Travis, you see what happens when you're an active member of the community and people love and trust you? They hire you for photography and your business grows. And he was like, stop that. And I was like, what? He's like, your work is worthy. It's not because people like you or you're nice. He's so good. And he's like, your work is beautiful. Don't say things like that. And then he goes, and if you really want to move the world, you'll share your writing. That's how you'll really connect with others. Wow. And my response to Travis was, 
yeah, but the great tragedy of my life hasn't happened yet, so I don't have anything to say, which is God damn it. What? I know. In the fuck? (laughs) Seriously. So that's a typical night conversation for Travis and I. So that's what I say to him. Years later, he dies, and it's horrible. And um, and my art changes, of course, yeah. right? Because my universe that existed, one was destroyed, and, the, and this entirely new exist, uh, universe um, was formed. And in that process, I'm being ripped apart and created anew all in the same moments of coming apart and coming together. So obviously my photography and my lens changes and my writing changes. And I also have gotten to this point, Ken, you're going to know this, uh, <laughs> where I talk about, I'm like, Ken, you just write it and then you just press share. You just write it. You don't think about it. You press share. You get up. You vomit the words. You press share. You just put it out there. You know, like that's been my advice to it. It's never backfired on anyone. (laughs) (laughs) No, okay. What backfires is not wake up, write, share. What backfires is stay up. Yes, that's right. Right. That's right. And share. With maybe bourbon in there somewhere. Maybe, possibly. (laughs) That's what backfires. Fair point. Couple of cups of coffee. Yeah, hanging out with your pets, fires going, Mm, word vomit. What could go wrong? Exactly. (laughs) So this this isn't the first, but this was a really powerful moment for me is when 10 Works Art reached out, my friend Eli, Eli Mm -hmm. Ridgway, um, reached out and he's like, do you want to have an exhibit? And I was like, cool. You want me to take pictures of the exhibits? He's like, no, no, no. Do you <laughs> want to have an exhibit? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. F- 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 <clears throat> <laughs> I would love to. Thank you. How, do, how does that work? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I know I'll Google it. but yeah, uh... yeah. <laughs> There's a manual then, for this. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and he was... Um, really wonderful because I sent over some of my favorite images and he helped me put together a story of images. And then they wrote really beautifully about my images. And because my writing means so much to me, they let me include a longer artist statement um, with this exhibit. And so this is after Travis has died and I have six, six foot wide horizontal images in this exhibit and it's during COVID. And so you know, our community is splintered and people are separated from the ones that they love. And we're trying to think of ways to to have people, one, be able to stand in art, uh, two, be able to like go to an event or to experience something. And they put together this outside exhibit and people can walk through it. And one of the most incredible experiences of my life was to have this exhibit and for people to be able to walk through it. And what, and, and, and how people shared back to me. They would write about how impactful it was. Or I'd go somewhere and they'd be like, you're Blair Speed. I walked through your exhibit. It was incredible. And my favorite, though, honestly, was when I would just be photographing in the exhibit spaces. And I'd get to see people that don't know who I am walk through the exhibit and read my artist statement. And I was like, wow, have you ever witnessed someone read your fucking heart on a wall? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And that was a really incredible experience for me and one i when i wrote i wrote of course i wrote a letter come on (laughs) and so i wrote a letter to the people that sponsored those exhibits and 
obviously it's dramatic and i'm like crying as i write the letter you know i'm an artist no <laughs> and i'm like that's shouting yeah exactly <laughs> i'm like crying as i write this letter i leave the teardrops on there and i'm like i'm like my husband died 6 months before a global fucking pandemic happened and i lost all of my work for the year in 10 hours and you sponsored a fucking art exhibit and I got to put my pictures up on a wall and write something about the most impactful part of my life and share it. Like you do not know what this means to me and how much this has helped me in my life. Um, yeah. It's the most authentic. I mean, we're talking about face-to-face -face critiques, yep. right? Yep. And to see someone experience your work mm -hmm not know you mm -hmm. read your heart mm -hmm. on the wall mm -hmm. like what an incredible thing to have the anonymity while other people are experiencing your work it was incredible obviously i took a picture of them right? yeah oh, yeah well yeah that's very yeah. meta of you exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly yeah it was incredible it was um yeah, I mean, that I don't know all the ways that impacted me. Um, but one, that was like one of the things I could look forward to and hold and, and feel value and worth within myself. Mm -hmm. uh, and to share a part of this life journey with others. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool to see people being impacted mm -hmm. by something that you made do you have oh. what tell us about your experience with this yeah it didn't happen at uh like this most recent exhibition because i think that i mean the two nights that the first opening was public and the second one was private and the private one they're all people i know pretty much and uh and so it's so it's a it's a biased group already yeah. um but I think when we did the f first, uh, or I guess the second opening here at the space for Refuge, which was, um, we had a private one early on uh, that was pretty, I don't know, 100 people or something showed up for that. Um, and, but again, they're, you know, it's a, it's a select group that got invited or were in town for a symposium or something. And this one, the second time that we had an opening and a presentation for it was in conjunction with the Salt Lake City Art Stroll Art Walk Gallery thing, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and so we did some radio spots and um, uh, had help with some public relations stuff with you know blasting out press releases, this, that, and the other thing. So maybe a couple hundred people showed up. It was a one-off. It wasn't on the normal gallery stroll night. Um, and to see people show up r sort of randomly and just stand in, f in front of, um, a something and, and not move. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was kind of an, it was a really fine, um, validation in a way that, uh, Oh, yeah. And obviously there's people that come through and they're just like, oh, black, it's all black and white. That's real weird. I should get one of those cameras that 
How's that RGB setting? <laughs> <laughs> you know, or whatever. So there's people that, you know, work doesn't resonate with when it, mm. when it does, when you're, you know, one of the two out of each hundred or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really powerful. But the more, I think the more important thing for me has always been the intimate spoken word kind of gigs. Yeah. Um, well, and I was going to say, if I can interrupt for just a second, it's really powerful well, obviously, Mark's spoken word is so impactful. One, because he cares so much and he's so passionate and he's also very articulate and he's very good with words. And and that moves through people. But it's an incredible experience to witness people that he had not had the chance to see his spoken word or to hear his spoken word, but have at least had the chance to read his writing. Mm-hmm. And then they get to meet him in person. And it is beautiful to witness their excitement. And then, I mean, it's just like what I wrote to you about Travis, but it's in all of these people, is the fact that what they communicate to him is that your writing made me feel less alone in this world. I was going through this time in my life, I read your writing, and you've made me feel less alone in the world. And that is one of the most incredible gifts that we could give to someone mm-hmm. unintentional or not not realizing that that would be the reverberations yeah words, yeah thank you of, of what was coming <laughs> from putting ourselves out by putting our real selves out there by not thinking about what other people want or or trying to fit some sort of like mold that we've built into our minds of what it should be if we put our real genuine selves out there there is a person out there that will connect with it and they will feel less alone because you did that versus having 10,000 people worship you or whatever or have you buy your latest pants or whatever you're selling, <laughs> you know? If you put your real self out there, you'll make someone feel less alone in the world. Mm-hmm. And and that's the part of being an artist mm-hmm. versus being someone who's selling something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was very beautifully said. Um, and I think something that goes in parallel with that is when you in, in a public setting, share your yes. self yes. and all of the things that you are not afraid of, all of the things that you are afraid of and not, a, not and the thing that you can't be afraid of is to c- completely crack your heart open in front of a, you know, a large group of people. And, but once you, a, a person can arrive at that point, um, and that could be instantaneous for some empaths and take decades of practice for others. Just like the people in the audience, right? Like some will be ready to receive that and will hear yeah. you. And some just aren't at that spot right now in their lives. Hmm. Yeah. And that's not necessarily a negative or a positive. It's just they're not there at that moment. But somebody in that audience is there at that moment and they can meet you there. Exactly. Yeah. And... and I mean, I was the last, I mean, I guess I've done a, few, a couple since then, but um, the, I think the most powerful, probably the most powerful uh, uh, spoken word experience I've had was at the Banff uh, Mountain Book Festival um, to, to present refuge two years ago, two years ago. Yeah. yeah 2019. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it started out with me reading some of Blair's writing and I was crying within a minute and mm-hmm. then just uh, kind of kept on. And 
tell a story, you know, very sort of naked story about why that book became a necessity and, um, and that from a point of, you know, desperateness and weakness, something might grow if you allow it. And, um, and to be in a, whatever 300 seat or 350 seat auditorium and people are very close i mean the front row it's ground level and they are from you know it's six or eight feet away and a bunch of really dear friends there i'm like okay i can i know these faces these others i don't and and but it's not um and it and it wasn't scary at all because I wasn't pretending. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the conversations after that presentation were really, really, you know, surprising that there were people, there were a number of people who were there ready to, you know, set to receive. And um, uh, rather than to, you know, being set to observe mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, that's a good. And I think it's, to, to have the feedback, I think, in real time, and like you were speaking about the outdoor exhibition or, you know, you're giving the slideshow to, you know, that point to have the feedback in real time is, is um, it's, inval- it's an invaluable gift. It mm-hmm. is. And I think gift is, should, is all caps. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that presentation is so incredibly beautiful. And Mark's words of naked is so accurate. It's um, him being incredibly honest and vulnerable, um, and unknown and, and being so brave in the process, uh, of sharing that, um, softly and also strongly. Uh, it's an incredible presentation to listen to. Yeah. The only, uh, sort of helpful critique that I got. Yeah. Oh, love this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, from someone who knows his way around the spoken word and storytelling. Okay. Um, Henry Rollins. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> that would have been okay. This, this, um, this was a critique from Russell Crowe. Oh, yeah. And um, uh, who's responsible for number of really good things and um and he said you know i don't think you quite tied up tied the bow on that story i think you need to which is i absolutely it's absolutely true um it which makes the comment even i mean our relationship was a, a relationship built kind of on brutal honesty yeah and um and so uh, it was the, it's the natural thing to say. I don't need praise. It doesn't. It's unhelpful. Yeah, yeah. You know, I want to affect people, and then if there's a way I can better affect people, and some friend of mine knows and can share that with me, or to say, "Hey, you were yes. almost there, but you didn't quite get there." Yes. Mm-hmm. Polish that up a little bit. It's gonna be super powerful. We need like, those think, people, and in we our need life. those people. Yeah. I think yeah. about writing, and I know I'm trying to get somewhere. And then I'll like I'll share it with my friend Shelby or something, you know, and I'll be like, I'm trying, read this, and she'll ask like one question. She'll ask a question, and I'll be like, shit, yeah, all right, <laughs> Shelby, Shelby, Welba, uh, yeah, plays a mean drum set. 
<laughs> no, give yeah, give us the the honest, helpful critique rather yes. than the empty, flattering. It's the kindest thing yeah. you can do. Yes. Yeah. But I think it's it's um uh there's a there's a sort of an evolution of that. Like when you're an absolute beginner, you need the praise. Yep. Mm, or you'll yeah. be or you'll just stop, yep. you know, mm-hmm. like you can, and, and, and as you progress through sort of, inner, you know, we'll just go yeah. apprentice journeyman master. Um, as you progress through, you, you start to realize that the praise is unhelpful. Mm-hmm. And then you get to, then all I want is the, you know, at a certain point is the criticism because I want to make this better. And I know it's fucking good already. All right. I know that. Yeah, I appreciate you saying it, but can like can give me something I can fucking work with. Yeah, you know, or, or uh, but you need the praise it, until it becomes good. Yes, or you need the the, the praise to to help you overcome your own self doubt. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, right. And then, yes. as competence is the thing that helps you overcome self doubt, mm-hmm. your need for praise, you know, doesn't Dwindle. exist as much. And then, and then you eventually competence turns into something you know, competence plus, mm-hmm. let's say <laughs> you're, you're not sitting up front yet, but you're almost there. Yeah. Um, and, and, and at that point you recognize like the praise is good. The praise is great marketing. If I turn it around and repeat it, but it's, but it's not helping me progress, grow, evolve. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so we need the thing and, and it doesn't, and, it, and again, it doesn't need to be an overwhelming tidal wave of like criticism. Correct. It can be one thing from mm-hmm. the, with, from the, right source from the with mm-hmm. the right voice in the right sort of moment oh yeah i mean we talk about like like sharing images and well if i'm sharing images for critique i'm sending it to mark or stacy mm-hmm. right if i'm sending an image and i would like some feedback on it that's who i send it to i don't send it to anybody else because i don't care what their opinion is of it like i'm not trying to like fit any mold i'm trying to like put my own heart out there And so these are two people that I love and I know they see me and I know beyond that, they know what I'm trying to say Mm -hmm. and if I'm saying it or if I'm not. Mm. And so if I'm sharing images for that kind of feedback, that's where that goes and that's where that stops. Because if I open it up to more people, I I don't care what their opinion of it is. I mean, I want them to be like in my, in my mind and heart, I want them to be moved by it or impacted by it, but I don't want to hear what they think I should do. Like I want to know what I want to do. And when I have people that I admire and I look up to and I love, that's who I'll open up to. And that kind of arena. It's the people who see your potential, right? It's those same people who validated you in the beginning where it's like, I know where you can go. So of course you come back there to say, am I still on the journey? Like, am I still on the path? Am I going in the right direction? You know where I'm trying to go. Yep. Yep. I love that. Mm -hmm. So I was, you know, been listening to us talking and I kind of get the impression that it's a room of people like maybe who can do it all <laughs> well we think and, that we can and by that i mean overachievers you just don't ask anyone not in the room <laughs> yeah um so stacy you have a photography business you've I got do. a design business i do and you also have a design and manufacturing business 
um, involving jewelry. I have a jewelry line as well. Stacy's incredible. <laughs> I love you guys. Yeah. Uh, Which, whenever like we were in uh, Tree Line. The other day, yep. Like, oh, there's some Stacy's some, some stuff. The best. I was like, God damn it! Yeah, not only is there some of Stacy's jewelry, she designed this branding and this <laughs> yeah. for this company. For this company, they're <laughs> yeah, they're dear friends, and, and she really took pictures of this place. Yeah, it's funny when we were talking about the anonymity. That is honestly, Treeline is the place where I get to experience the anonymous critique that's cool with the jewelry line specifically yeah okay so i don't see it with the brand or any of the design work necessarily but i see people i'm like waiting in line like anyone else to get coffee right yeah and i'm watching people shop oh that's interesting and they have no idea and it's you made this and it's the most validating thing that can happen in that space for me with the jewelry line it's like this thing has legs like it this is real because these people don't know me and they still want the product yeah Right? That's cool. And sometimes yes. that's mm-hmm. what you need. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm wearing some um, common form. <gasps> Love that. Mm-hmm. 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 It's a good one. It is. <laughs> so uh, we started off this podcast yeah, mentioning did. three different towns in eastern Washington. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hope Yakima was one of them. Yakima it, was one of them. It was. Yes. And so <clears throat> you went to Central. I did. Yakima was mentioned. Yakima's my hometown. All right. Born and raised. <laughs> yep. I think we had a conversation about that because I asked you, was the Thunderbird Inn still there? Yeah, because the, you spent some time the, there. Just to, yeah. And and my actually, the, the strongest memory I have of Yakima was after Mount St. Helens erupted and we were driving out to the Tetons. Okay. And uh, they had used snow plows to clear the roads of ash. Oh efficient yeah so there were ash drifts yeah by beside the highway and I thought, that's freaking ingenious but i guess it must have laid it down thick it here laid it down thick. not you know it pretty much i think one of the uh yeah heaviest areas of deposit i would think i mean but it made it all the way this the ash made it all the way to the tetons so it was that. it was visible in the snowpack that yeah. year and changed it that's incredible um, but that's my most my strongest memory of Yakima, or maybe a speeding ticket or something. But you know, <laughs> almost assuredly a speeding ticket. <laughs> 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 uh, but the local one of the local county sheriffs there been on the force for twenty five years in uh, Yakima County. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, just publicly resigned last radio call uh, as a protest against the vaccine mandate. No kidding. He said, yeah, I've been doing this 25 years. I love this community, but I just cannot uh, accept this uh, this overreaching. Wow. Yakima. Pretty, pretty fucking wild. Yeah. All right. So, it was, so Yakima re- was in the news recently. You're readjusting <laughs> that. Like, is the Spokane... <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe it's now Yakima. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Yeah. And... Um, and this was a um, sort of early 90s would have been like the time uh, when you're, you know, you're in Yakima, you're like just starting to realize it's kind of a small town. Yeah. I wasn't, it, you know, honestly, at that time, I wasn't like trying so hard to get out of there. Okay. You know, I mean, Central is... It's like 35 minutes. Yeah, it's not. It's not far. Yeah. And I went to community college before that. Proud. Which is in 
Yakima, right? Yeah. So it's like I wasn't trying so hard to get away from home. And then, yeah, my parents split when I was 18. I went to, you know, did the, I don't know, whatever I was doing at that time. Did community college, was kind of bouncing around a little bit, and then went to Central and met RC. Had all my funny little, I don't mean to bash Central. I mean, I think it's a really fantastic school, but yeah, I had my own funny experience the there. The second person on the podcast who's graduated from there. No who kidding. Else? Who else? Mitchell. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's what did awesome. he study? Who's Mitchell? Uh, he told me during the podcast. Um, but he, he went through ROTC. He's actually, I think they're still in town. Um, he's driving back to Fort Benning right now. Uh, his dad, who was prior. Uh, SF also, um, and you know, checking in as a green lieutenant at infantry school. Wow, um, it's pretty really intelligent kid. Uh, it, it was a, it was kind of a cool conversation to hear. I mean, he's twenty two years old, and yeah, wow, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's wild. It's like also the, the youngest person I think ever. Yeah, I'm like, whoa, twenty two. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's fascinating to to like kind of see into the. A little bit into oh, completely. What you know, th- what he's thinking and the temperament and personality, you know, based on uh, upbringing and that kind of thing. Well, okay, maybe it's not going to. Maybe it's not going to be so bad. Yeah, it's nice hope. to meet glimmers of hope every once yes. in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Glimmer of hope, yeah, Michael. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and RC, what were you? Were you studying at Central at the time? Or? Gonzaga. Oh, I, yeah, I actually, yeah, I went to I went to school in Spokane, graduated yeah. in 04, and then, yeah. Jesuit was, school, right? Jesuit what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I loved, I loved Spokane. I was a history major, and it's an amazing city for history and the IWW and all sorts of, yeah, just great town for that. And uh, But no, I, I came back to Montana. I was working seasonally, and then I got a really – random offer um born of drinking homebrew in someone's basement <laughs> to come help run a microbrewery in ellensburg um and so i moved out there sight unseen and oh nice threw myself into this microbrewery and met a a real nice gal at a coffee stand yeah you did one day all right the did only you... other 26 year old in town <laughs> <laughs> You're yes. like, you're how old and you're still in school? Interesting. <laughs> Our degrees around here are tough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, RC, did you do the art for the brewery? Am I making that up? Yeah, that was kind of my... That's what I thought. The reason they brought me on yeah. was to help with marketing and branding. And, you know, it was a, a brewery that made fantastic beer and they had great recipes, but they just had the worst branding and... I showed Mark dated. one of the beers when we were at Winco, and I was like, this was R.C.'s brewery. <laughs> this is the Irish Death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah They're I, going you strong. Know, Irish Death was the big one. It was it was a a matter of putting a skull and crossbones on the label. <laughs> I mean, as you do. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Death, I mean. You hey. know, it, was a, it was like this weird silhouette of the, the founder's face, and it looked kind of like a seahorse, and you're like, what? This is such a powerful name. What are we doing? And uh, shout out to Kyle on that artwork. Oh my gosh! Yeah, there's a local kid working at a Ellensburg design firm, and he took a skull that I found in an anatomy book. And yeah, he's super talented. Designer. Some weird Celtic cross on the internet, and he, you know, did everything he needed to make it just a beautiful original piece of art. And it, nice. 
it skyrocketed. I mean, it was crazy. And, uh, and yeah, now it's all over the place, but Winco, Winco, what a trip. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I remember the day we saw it in Costco in Bozeman. I was like, whoa, Mm -hmm. our worlds have collided. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're doing it. They're doing it. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, it was, it was just a fun, like, wasn't making anything, had nothing, took a shot, moved to this small town in central Washington and, which, like everybody, you just like stop and use the bathroom on your way to Seattle. Exactly. And, and yeah. you, oh, it's such a cute town, though. Oh, There's yeah. You like... never make it past a half mile and you get to this historic. It, it's very much like Livingston, Montana with a university. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. There's like the gas station row yeah. where it's like, whatever, uh, subway. Yeah. You're. Yeah. Whatever. Tater tots. Yes. Gas. All the things you need. There's and probably then, a Chick-fil-A now. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and yeah. then if you keep driving, there's this like really adorable historic downtown and it's this incredible community where it's like so much like Livingston with a college. It's like very ag focused. A lot of hay is grown there. Really kind of like an older yeah. community. And then the college. That's and it's awesome. like these two communities seem to just like live. I love that. Yeah, they just coexist really really comfortably together it was Mm -hmm. a cool it was a cool place to go to college yeah it was a cool little town but yeah wasn't wasn't the long-term plan and yeah Yeah. stacy was clearly ready to go out and explore her her industry and her degree and i had encouragement that professor was like what are you doing what are you doing take your beer guy go to the city what are you doing? Yeah. Like, get out of here. Yep. And I was like, oh, what do you mean get out of here? Like, what else is there? Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> yes. And yeah, that was huge, really. I mm-hmm. mean, we Good. we sold all of our stuff and went and lived in an apartment in New York and yep. thought we were moving into it. And then it was rented out from under us. And For a hot sec. I mean, we visited it. We like crashed there for a few yeah, weeks. It was like a couple then, weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a journey. Yeah, that was 08, 09, right? It's like, and none of us knew, none of us knew what was going to happen. And did being in the city, that, the city. Yeah, um, the city. <laughs> the yeah. city. You're the only. Did, uh, did it cure you of, like, desire to live in, like, super urban environment? No, I Not mean. at the time, right? That's a really yeah. interesting question. I think that it it provoked a lot of curiosity. Okay. For both of us, right? Like, I don't think I knew the depth of of the Montana-ness of our sea. And I think I didn't understand the beauty of what it was to live there either. And so I was like, yeah, let's do this. Like when else in our life, like yeah. little did we know we would be a child-free couple. So it was like, we don't have kids. Yep. We don't like, we don't have, we got nothing to lose. Yeah. This is the time. Yep. Like we can work ourselves out of whatever hole we get into when we first get here. So let's go. Yep. And so that's what happened, right? We were there for a couple weeks by this very generous professor that I spent a lot of time with. He was like, hey, I have two apartments in the city. One's furnished, one's not. Like, go stay in the... There's like a mattress on the floor. Do your thing. Go check it out. If you think you can do it, the apartment's yours. I'll give you a killer deal because, you know, the economy was shifting, right? Yep. And so it was like, this is our chance. We have a deal on rent. We might oh, actually 08, be able... 09. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The it's economy like, was... In disarray. In yes. Dis- taking a turn. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. So we were like, this is our shot. You know, we have a deal. We have a way in. Some kind of connection. Otherwise, we knew no one. And we're just going to go for it. And then we came back. And then true to what RC was just saying, he's like selling off all of his stuff. And he gets to his mountain bike. And he was like, uh, what have you heard? 
what have you heard from him? Is this locked in? Is it locked in? And I was like, I I mean, I don't know the offer. It was like a handshake deal. I think we're good. And then that was not the case. There was a miscommunication. He's not from Montana. He's not from Montana. Yeah. Anyway, so it didn't work out, which it wasn't the path for us. Right. Is, which is what we know now, because it's like, then we went to Montana and it was like, I'm like, time oh, out here. What happened to the mountain bike? Did it get sold or not? No, did not get sold. Nice, yeah. 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 It lived on okay. so quite a while, actually. Yeah. This is something that Kate and I were talking about in the gym Friday night. We're like just like talking about life the past couple of years or whatever. And I was like, you know what I'm really trying to work on that is incredibly hard is realizing that I don't know when something is good or bad happening in my life, right? Interesting. Oh, yeah. I mean, granted, let's remove Travis from this situation, right? Because that's not... Yeah. But if we like it, what my transmission breaks down, yeah. you know, and then Mark and I take pictures in the desert for a week, you know, like you don't know what is good or bad. Like this, this agreement, this path that you thought was going to happen was opening up in New York City and then it was slammed shut. But that's because this, this incredible life that you have built together in Montana was right there. Like we don't necessarily know when something is good or bad, we think that we do. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's like when my truck is always breaking down, I'm like, yeah, well, I was probably going to get T-boned by some kid texting today. So, right? you know, like. <laughs> so it's a good yeah. thing the truck didn't start. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. I think I'm like having two very different thoughts about that. One, I think like good or bad is a decision, right? Yeah. It's like, ha- like, can you show up? And see where you are as good. Yeah. And also that we're on this journey that like we're being pulled into mm-hmm. and cannot just decide yeah. where we're going and then go there. Yeah. It's like the universe is way more wild than that. It's so wild. <laughs> yeah. 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 We we're not going to Appalachia. We're not going to Appalachia. We really thought we were. Yeah. Hmm. We, we thought we were for a we, long time. We really thought we were. I know. Exactly. We were going to come back. We were. If we yeah. weren't permanently moving to Appalachia. <laughs> Just yeah. a tour de Appalachia. A tour, yeah. a tour de month de Appalachia. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, in, in the, the... And is that a good thing? But maybe, maybe it's disappointing. But maybe... And it's okay to feel... But we're being drawn some, you know, it's going some other way right now. It's like explore the depths of where you are. Yeah. And that, I think I couldn't have possibly known what Montana held for us without coming here. Yeah. I was like, the city, the city, the city, let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's go big. And then in the wake of that, it's like, I don't know, what do you, if not New York, then what? Service industry service industry <laughs> which is what it was middle of nowhere there, montana and, and, and totally. first also oh know? yeah like, we would have been waiting tables and yeah. doing whatever we could to make rent but yeah. and then there was montana and then there's montana yeah. and then it's like instead we're here and i'm sure like there would have been beauty in that journey too but of it's course. like instead we're here exploring the depths of what this place in this community has for us instead yeah just it's like full send wherever you are Full mm-hmm. send wherever you are. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, our, I mean, we made such an amazing memory out of our brief time there and had just incredible experiences, but then it came to an end and we get to keep that and yep. made yeah. some new ones elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the story with Appalachia? You were going to go. You didn't go. <laughs> just a little road trip. A little get out of town. Well, well so... 
part of it is like, as everyone here can understand, I have a problem. Well, one, I'm Blavis now, right? Yeah. So I have Travis's work ethic and my own. And then I'm also like, I got to take care of my family, you know? So <laughs> straight I Straight Blavis. Oh, straight Blavis. Wow. So I have been working to such an intense extent um, that I knew it's, I want to give people the gift of photography. And so when people ask for it, I have a really hard time mm. ever saying no. Oh my God. Can we talk about saying no <laughs> oh in art God. and in opportunity? It's so hard. And, but then I realize that I'm, Wait, was that a legitimate question, or were you just like, kind of legit? Yeah, that's no, no, no. A legit I mean, that's question. another podcast. That's a, I mean, how much time do you have? Yeah, exactly. And I'm do you have any coffee? Facetious. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> I was kind of being facetious about asking whether it was serious because I was like, no, 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 we can't actually talk about yeah, that. Yeah, that's a deep, deep rabbit hole. It's so really hard, good. and I love, I love shooting all of it. I love shooting. Um, art i love shooting commercial i love shooting for families i love shooting for businesses i love it all because it keeps me engaged and it keeps me on my toes and i'm just not the type of person that could shoot the same thing over and over and over again it's not what i can do and when people ask me if i can shoot for them i have a really hard time saying no because i want to do that for them mm -hmm. and i realize for me to have a hard line of no and not shoot weeks in a row every single day that I had to leave where I was at and I wanted to go spend time with Mark and we had we want to see what our photography and writing mm -hmm. what can be of it when it has the space mm -hmm. and so part of art is making sure that you create the space to let art grow mm -hmm. right because if you are only working and I love to work and uh, and and I know Stacy will sometimes wake up in the middle of the night and work six hours before she goes to work. <laughs> you know, when you or, love what you do, exactly. Or there was, and a, also have crazy deadlines. Yes, exactly. And also sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Oh, yes. oh snap! Just I've been on a tear recently. I hear you. Well, one time I woke up at three thirty because this incredible person had uh, he okay. Give us Someone the whole thing. keep me on track for where I'm trying to go eventually. <laughs> but so I was running the VK. I love the VK, run the rut, big sky. I do it almost every year. I love those guys. It's a really cool event. So I'm going to go do the VK this past year. Don't have the juju. Like my soul is just exhausted after these past two and a half years. And I tell Mark, I'm like, listen, every single time there's been a ticket to the top, you're going to be fine. Like, you can take that and then you can see me finish. Like, nobody else does this. Like, it'll be good. And they're like, nope. So Mark's like, all right, how much time do I have? And he, like, takes off for the mountain, you know? So Mark's VKing before I'm VKing. Just a casual VK, Mark. Just a casual VK to the top of Lone Peak. Yep. So didn't think it was going to be that far. It's far. It's <laughs> like Where's the gondola? The, it's the farthest VK, you know? It's a... It's... It's... It's almost a 5K. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like a five kilometers. Yeah, exactly. Not a vertical kilometer. Yeah, exactly. It's far. So, like, Mark's going up, and he, like, gets pretty far up on the mountain, and then people, like, the top male runners, like, and, he, and Mark moves off the trail, and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so he's Take like... pictures, and then there's a gap, and then I move up. 
Next person comes, step off, yeah. take some pictures, move up in the gap. So Mark's like cool. moving his way up the mountain, and then this guy in jorts, obviously, because that's like the outfit for the VK, his jorts. Is it really? Oh, yeah. I don't know this. Oh, yes. That's amazing. Yes. And if you could, I think if you can have a plaid pearl button down sort yes. of cowboy wow. shirt, but with the sleeves, sleeves cut, cut off. off, that caps it. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Jorts yep. and a sleeveless sort of pearl, pearl snap. Pearl snap. Pearl snap. Yeah. Okay. So this guy, and we don't know him ahead of time, but our now new Biffle, mm-hmm. um, Paul, is doing the VK. And he like looks up and he's like, Mark fucking Twite. I was you for Halloween once. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Yes. And we, People uh, are you for Halloween. I, I, you know, that came out, I guess, in a recent, we talked about it on one podcast and a good friend of mine, Brian Harder, he goes, now you know you've made it. Yeah, exactly. that's how you know. Exactly. Wow. And so we like get to hang out with him on top, and it was super cool. It was wonderful. Yeah. And he's been dating great the, people. There's such great people, and he's been dating the same woman for about eight years. And so he like reaches out to me after the VK, and he's like, Blair, mm. I want to propose to her on top of the altar, Baldy. Oh my god! And I'm like, I'm so fucking into this. Yeah, you know, like I will yeah. whatever you need. I will hike my cameras up to the top of yeah. this mountain before you, and I will be there ready. Yeah. So we're like gonna do it, but then it rains all day one time. I'm like, rain's miserable. Let's not do it on a rain day. Yeah. But then it dumps like so much snow in Bozeman early, right? This is like some the weeks October. ago. This is in October yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, let's do it Friday. He's like, we're leaving to go out of the country. I was like, all right, Thursday it is. So. Speaking of working all night, <laughs> I wake up at 3.30 a.m. And Mark's still up working. So, oh. So it's 3.30. He's still on whiskey. You're on coffee. <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. Crisscross. Accurate. So he's like, hey, how's it going, Blair? I stayed up. I was going to go to bed at 2.30, but then I stayed up until 3.30. And I was like, uh, 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 Man, can you turn it down? <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, just down a little, man. Just, uh, I just. Uh, all right. But I said, let me show you this YouTube video I found. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Like, what happened? To be a fly like, on the wall. He's like, I'm so excited for you. I got you. the coffee yeah. going for you. I'm going to make you coffee. And then and I'm going to make you, like, uh, I got your water bottle heating up. Um, also, your thermos. <laughs> you and I'll angel, just put some lemon, angel. ginger, honey, tea. Yeah, he's like, like, and he's like, I don't know how much honey to put in there, but I know you have a sweet tooth, so I put so much honey in there. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, just sitting there, like, oh, oh man, I need whatever. It was amazing, Jack. That night, <laughs> it was amazing. And then I ended up started hiking at like 4:40, and the snowdrifts, Mish turn termed this new word for it. She calls it buttholing. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of post holing. Instead of post holing. That's exactly. so good. Yeah. Because that's how deep the snow was. Up to your butthole. Up to your butthole, yeah. right above the M. And if you're from where we live, you know how far it is to yeah. fall deep from there. And I was like, all right, photographer pro. <laughs> like, it's freezing <laughs> cold, and I will do this. Also, rain odds. Also, how are your hands? Frozen. Frozen. Oh, no, Mark whoa, got me ovens, whoa, so they were not. They're yes. not frozen, and yeah. you had a two-day uh, supply of hand warmers. Yes, Mark put those in my pack. I'm like, do we need to do like a light. product drop here? Like, what is the, what are the ovens? <laughs> the ovens are uh, outdoor research yeah. uh, mittens that okay. Mark like, got me. They look like a down jacket. Yep. 
on your hands. I brought I an expedition. I brought like a Himalayan expedition jacket. Because yeah, you, you knew you were going to be standing Because I knew I'd be standing waiting around. Yeah. And I have German heated battery operated socks. So, you know, you know, a little bougie, a little trashy. A little bougie, a little trashy. Exactly. But here for it. <laughs> Three in the morning. Okay. Yeah. All the honey. Anyway, it worked out. <laughs> so much honey. So much honey. <laughs> it was amazing and such a special experience. And this was some uh, somewhere I was going with working. And, and Paul brought working can too much. <laughs> can, cha- okay. can champagne. Can champagne. Okay. And we drank also. can champagne. And then we were a little buzz. Was it from Vino Portuti? What was that? Was it from Vino Portuti? Dark no, I was going to say oh. Dark Horse, but oh. that's a car place. Yeah. 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 yeah, I don't know. I think you were talking about why you needed to go. Why we need to like stop working. Yes, because, because, because you'll say no to that. It's yeah. an incredible moment to share with people. Yeah. And I love that. And you were willing to butthole to do it. And I would <laughs> butthole <laughs> all day all, to do up, that. Yeah. <laughs> several thousand vertical feet of... Exactly. Fuck. Exactly. Yeah. So our plan was to go to Appalachia... To separate from hired work, which is important and yeah. I love, and yeah. I would not be able to separate unless I like killed myself at hired work yeah. to make sure I was okay and my family was okay. Mm-hmm. And then we we're gonna go take time and just like let our hearts flow S- out. Stay in a friend's cabin and yeah. try and make a book. Okay, yep. was what? the idea. Yes. Mm-hmm. What the deuce? Why aren't we going? Why aren't you going? Oh. Word. Because <laughs> more bionics need to be more bionics, more bionics put into yeah, yeah. and it's I, I was thinking that I could probably gut through it yeah, but if the, oppor- you know, the opportunity arose, yeah. you need to do it. Well, and things can get bumped, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. this will be a different kind of downtime. This will be a different kind of downtime, and yeah. how special if we're here? One, how special, and also. Then if we're in Bozeman, how incredibly special. And now yeah. I've already set aside the time where I'm like, November's off limits. Yep. You know? Like yep. you're not saying yes to any work. And once you black it out. Oh. <laughs> oh. I said yes to one. But it's on, it's on November 4th and that's it. <laughs> Just get it out of the way early. Exactly. I mean, it's hard, in man. your it's defense, hard. Yeah. we weren't going to have left Exactly. Yet. Exactly. Mm. So Thank that's, you. Yeah. Team. Mm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah she's in the clear. Exactly. Yep, yep, by one day. Yep. <laughs> Barely. That's accurate. Just by the hair of your chinny chin chin. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And I and I think if this um uh th- this fall and winter are spent um kind of putting Humpty Dumpty back together. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Making it, Humpty Dumpty bionic. They, yes. Something, yeah, or just <laughs> set off some metal detectors more. But yeah. um, then I think it makes what can happen next year completely different oh, and, and, yep. and not as restricted yes. you know, as things have been. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. giving future self a gift. Yeah. And in so many ways, one, Mark doesn't have to exist in incredible pain yeah yeah Yeah. that's huge yeah also february's shit so yeah so let's make some art go somewhere else yeah Yeah. do something cool yeah yeah yep yeah right probably march a little recovery time yeah (laughs) yeah it'll probably be march because there's a there's another bionic the second bionic thing that happens at the end of december yeah Yeah. that was the one that was going to happen this year (laughs) Double up. Uh, double. Yeah. Get it all out yeah, of the yeah. way. Whammy. I mean, 
for sure get in, into a in uh, cal- an insurance calendar year. Totally. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, that yeah. is very worthwhile. Yeah. 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 If you're gonna do doubles, I mean, when I had uh, my hip replaced in, I did it January third, twenty eighteen, um, and then uh, recovered all year and did a bunch of stuff, and then in December had my shoulder rebuilt. Wow. <laughs> said, all right, it's got to happen before Christmas. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> as tight as can be. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your max out of pocket is mm-hmm. maxed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So unfortunately, that um, particular um, box around a project idea won't, yeah. you know, won't happen this right now. But yeah. something, some other things will. And again, it's like, how do you know? I mean, I love the idea of doing just something. I mean, yeah, it's just a matter of blocking the time off of your calendar and making space for what you need and want to make space for. Yes, Mm -hmm. completely. Yeah, it doesn't matter where you are. No. I think some separation is good from like... I liked that idea. I liked the idea (laughs) of us both being out of the places that we're from. Yeah. To not... One, it's like hard to be where you live and not be doing your work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or like... Or for people to ask you to do work and then for you to maintain the strength to keep being like, no. Yeah. Do you have that? Can I do that in December? You know, like that's hard. Yeah. Um, And then I think also, you know, there's, there's a... You could... I think the distance matters. Yeah. And the way you cross that distance between your workspace and this other creative space matters. So I was thinking like, oh, well, that's beautiful because it'll take us three days to drive. And we'll shed some stuff. And yeah. with each mile, we there, there will be yeah shedding and, 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 and clearing of yeah. or clarification of things. And, um, and then... And then when you're done and you want, you really, really just want to fly back probably, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. But then you'd be in it, you know, you'd still be in it and then it'd be winter. <laughs> yeah. And it takes twice as long to get home. Exactly. Yeah. Be real clean and shh, all the dead skin gone by the time you get back. But so I thought, I thought it was like a, it's a beautiful idea. It's a beautiful idea. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, we'll have more beautiful ideas. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's still yeah. possible just on a different timeline. Yep. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. 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 Mm. What next? What now? Yeah, you too. I don't know. I know. I'm going to make RC like my mom. (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious to learn more. He's been dying to be someone's mother. So, (laughs) well, RC, this is really great. I'm going to be like, you do your art today? Did you do it yet? Did you? Are you going to do your art today? Oh, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, no pressure for real. I just love it so much. <laughs> I'll get there. I'll yeah, get on there. your yeah. own timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it kind of like speaks to what you guys are saying about needing the three days to shed yes. some mm-hmm. things. Because so for those of you who don't know, RC is in a space of fun employment. Or pre-tirement. So <laughs> he left a job of 19 years, which that is he's wild. Incredible at. Yeah. yeah. And and gave a lot, too. And yes. so he's been mm. in the process of... You've been filling the watermelon scoops. Yeah. Indeed. Filling them back in. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah, and you can't just quit your job one day and then start making art the next day. No. So it, it's, yeah, there's a transition that needs to be. Completely. Oh, yeah. It's a process. Yeah. Can't just art on demand. No. <laughs> what are you thinking about over there? Uh, I know. I see that grin. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of all the times when I thought I could just flip a switch and yeah. have it be art there. Art it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> art it. Yeah. yeah. It's going to just. And then all of the times when, like, man, I. Tr- okay. That is. That light is the sun <laughs> coming up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get something down for, you know. So that when you wake up hungover or whatever, you have something to prove it wasn't entirely wasted. Yeah. Just, you were wasted. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that had to be a serious, I mean, when you were working on the sermons, right? It, they in sometimes and especially early on they they just happened uh-huh. and then when it became a chore it was horrible yeah mm. I mean like yeah. inviting them you know that's when the relationship with my relationship with the muse turned sour yeah, <laughs> yeah. bitch you know yeah. every Sunday night we do this yeah so. come on babe where are you at yeah <laughs> text me back yeah there's an arc to that though right like we listen to a podcast on the way here that we love it's called you're wrong about and they were I mean <laughs> yes I'm into that it's mm. great they dissect how the media gets things wrong beautiful and are reframing how you know just how yeah. we think about the things we're learning about yes um, anyways <laughs> the, we whatever we listened to them on and off and turned one on on the way here today and it was them closing it down and they were like it's it's time oh wow no kidding our heart wasn't in it anymore yeah. We had a lot of content and we stopped having a lot of content and thus our relationship with, I mean, essentially the relationship with the creativity changes, right? Oh, yeah. It's like yes. your muse has dwindled. Yeah. Or as a podcaster, you just get sick of talking sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and we've gone through like a, we were pretty steady on one a week mm-hmm. um, and then COVID hit and we were going like two a week, three a week for a while. We were just getting angry. Yeah. They weren't that good, but there was words being spoken, was recorded, yeah. and broadcast. Yeah. And uh, and lately, it's been you know we've had a couple of periods where there was a two week gap. Yep. And I and at first I was like, we gotta do something, we gotta. And I was like, fuck it, if it's not there, it's not there. Yeah. 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 And so we recorded with our friend James uh, for like two and a half hours Friday. Yep. I did two, a little over two hours with Michael and Aaron last night. Yep. And then however long this goes, it's looking like it's going to be three. <laughs> um, and Party congrats. I, and, and I feel like it's back. Like it's like, and, and, and it, it's, in, it's interesting. And sometimes it's not mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, it was cool to do this. The uh, one recently with my friend, Joe, he'd just come back from three months in Europe and um, you know, I go to pick him up at the airport and he's, you know, he's on crutches cause he's, He's over, he's di- directing um, a youth development cycling team there and then um, was coached for the U.S. national team during the world championships for the juniors. Yeah. And, um, and but during, you know, he's over there for three months and of course he's riding his bike all the time because th- it's cool and he's in, and so he wrecked in Austria and, you know, broke a few ribs and uh, um, some, I can't remember, non-displaced fracture of the tibia or fib or whichever, anyway, um, and so it was kind of fun to catch up because we hadn't seen each other for a really long time. But then 
you know, there's, hey, we should record. Okay. You know, just on a day-to-day basis. And we're like, what do you want to talk about? Or we'll get super wound up in the office and talk for two hours and then wish we'd recorded it. Totally. But then it's gone. Yeah. You know, we spent that energy. So I think it does. it's true. It does come in waves. And I see, at least for for me right now, it's 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 back, mm-hmm. you know, and good people around and really... Um, I don't know, just it feels like there's a some positive relationship energy. I love that. Happening. Yeah. And that's like what RC and Stacey were talking about, like even with art, you just don't art on, right? Like yeah. yeah. Like you're because podcasts are intimate and because you're having these conversations in person with people and then and then because they're so intimate, the people that listen to them sometimes feel like they're in the room as well. Mm-hmm. And so it's these expanding intimate conversations. Uh, and so if it's not there, it's not there. And then yeah, and then maybe it comes back. And if it's forced, it, it sounds, sounds like it. It sounds like it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and sometimes, and then I think with, with ours, sometimes we set ourselves up. I'm just like, it's got to be, it takes an hour to get there, mm-hmm. you know, and then you need another hour or two to be there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so then if you don't have three hours to be open to the possibility of it lasting mm-hmm. that long, mm-hmm. um, then, then the, the habit is to say no. Cause you're like, what can we possibly do in 30 minutes? But you can do a pretty good conversation in you 30 can. minutes if you're, you know, not opposed to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, we did have one recently titled 30 minutes to nowhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, was that my life? <laughs> I'm like, I'm constantly, I mean, that's how my design day works, right? It's like, okay, I have a meeting at one. It's noon. I need to eat. Like, can I eat? And can I get something done before and be in the right headspace for this meeting? Completely. Like, is there time for all of it? And then it's like, yeah, what's worth, What's worth starting? Yeah. Yeah. If I, if I don't have this much time and I'm going to have to come back to it, and I'm going to be, depending on how this meeting goes, I'm probably going to be a different person when I come back to it. Right. So I should just not start. Man, yeah. <laughs> I think about... But you have to start. You have to start. And I think about you all the time when I'm working. You and, do? Oh, yeah. Because I can get a lot done in a day. Yeah. And then I'm like, how does Stacy get all of that done in a day? <laughs> By cramming it all into 30 minutes before another meeting while I'm eating my lunch and doing all the things. <laughs> yes. It's like you just have to. It's like, do you yeah. have 10 minutes? Do a thing. Yes. I thought it was during the six hours that you work before going yeah, to work. Yeah, it might also be that. Yeah. It's yeah. not quite six, yeah. but yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Speed, you, you, you need some sleep. So, um, true. you don't get six hours before I know, of exactly. work before going to work. I know, completely. Sorry, that's just not. I did, I did mm-hmm. sleep until 4.50. Yeah, that's oh, true. Congratulations. Thank Blair. You. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Also, I'm not promoting working before working. I know. <laughs> Sleep is so important. Sleep yeah. is so important. It's so important. Completely. Yeah. And not always like slamming ourselves into work. I mean, yeah. there is seasons for it. And I love and value that season. Yeah. Um, and what I'm trying to discover is not sitting in that season always. Mm-hmm. But as business owners, it's incredibly difficult to not sit in that season yeah. because because it's a lot when you have so much work and it's so much when you don't have so much work, i.e. global pandemic and you yeah. own your own business. Yeah. Um, or the, you know, the phone's just not ringing. Yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes yeah. which pandemic or not, it yeah. happens. There was a um a long, long time ago, Rollins had a spoken word piece about not being able to say no to work mm-hmm. and how, like, 
that's how I developed my work ethics. I just never said no. And then that's also how I developed my relationship with coffee <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah. you know, something like that. But it, Love and, affair. Yes. <laughs> and I think um, when you do own your own business, it'll never not be like that. Yeah, yeah. completely. That, I was, no, I, I so agree. And I was taking pictures from my friend who is starting her own business right now, which is so exciting. I'm, yeah. I know this business. Yes, you do know this business. Yeah. And I'm so thrilled for her. Yeah. And we were talking about it. And I was like, well, you'll, I was like, you'll never not be stressed out. Like you will, there's like when people say happy Friday to you, you'll be like, what? Today's Friday? Like yeah. I have no concept of this. Yeah. You don't work for yourself. Yeah. And, uh, and so I'm like, you'll never not be stressed out. And you'll also, be so fulfilled yeah and i mean that in the sense of like when you when you own your own small business it means you're doing everything and i wouldn't have done that at another job and so now i'm discovering all of these parts of myself that i didn't know were within my within me uh because who's gonna do it well i guess i gotta figure this out and that has been such an incredible experience um yeah We've been talking lately about <laughs> a different answer to who's going to do it. What have we decided? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we're going to have someone start helping us as sort of a producer. Oh, yes. Ooh. Yep. Brilliant. Um, because another podcast is being launched. Uh, and we are with this one, it's going to be black and white, but the nonprofit podcast is probably going to go to, uh, video. Yeah. Wow. See, I'll just see how fast we can get canceled though. So (laughs) my mission, (laughs) YouTube fucking shut us down. I hate this. (laughs) (laughs) I, I have no, I'm not sure about the broadcast mechanism for the video yet, but, um, so, and once you start involving camera, you know, visual stuff with the audio, you need someone to switch the cameras, to, you know, yeah. there to sort of master everything, um, depending on who's speaking and mm-hmm. whether to zoom the camera to the tight show, you know, or whatever. Um, and uh, we've been consulting with a gentleman and um, he's quite eager to help, quite yeah. knowledgeable. And... Um, n- Still has that thing where he says, I don't, but I don't know enough to do this. You just build and a house. You just, just do it. Exactly. But you see it. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, no. I, I mean, I, for sure, the potential, absolutely. It's creative, smart, you know, person. But, um, but he's still not, he's not quite at the point of, dude, you learn by doing. Man. Yes, just yeah, just do it. The first one, yeah, we are super embarrassed about the first issue of the Ray Zine in terms of design and layout. But you ha- were brave enough to do it. To and, yeah. fucking do it in the first and place. Put it out yeah. there. And then to, to have the critique and to have the help. And each one is successively better. And yeah. and that's, that's part of the process. You're never going to know enough to start it. You, you're going to like, oh, I stepped in it. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Also, what a weird thing to look in the rearview mirror, right? Randy, Randy, knock that rearview mirror off. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we had some note cards at our wedding that was like wedding advice in the the nice. This role at the ranch. He's like the facilities, like the master of, of all things. Just the head of manly men. We also Incredible. used to say that like 
like he was like beyond Chuck Norris. Yeah. 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 He's incredible. So he didn't need to know how to fight. Because <laughs> no one would ever fight him. He's Except like, for bears that lost. Yeah. I would say he's Chuck Norris. If Chuck Norris and MacGyver could create a human. Yes, exactly. That'd be Randy. Yes. Oh. Those but, are his parents. But he wrote us a little note that said, knock that rearview mirror off and don't look back. Nice. But it's like, as a creative, I think it's a little bit different. It's like, it's at once so important to look back yes. and remind yourself how far you've come. But don't drop anchor. Yes. But don't drop anchor. Yep. Just take you know, a peek. Back there. Yeah. Take a peek. Don't yep. be hating on yourself for where you were. You did the best you could with what you had mm-hmm. oh, at yeah. the time. Yeah. And good for you or you wouldn't be where you are. And, you know, if I, if, you know, referring to that first issue, like the writing is solid. We yeah. just didn't know our way around the how to visually present it because it's only ever been either laid out by somebody else mm-hmm. or on a website, which yeah. that you can make look however you want. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it doesn't have to follow any kind of rules. And you can use 27 different fonts in a single document <laughs> yeah. if you fucking want to because it's right. the Wild West of the, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, then you start working in a print space and you're like there are rules and yeah. some of them are visual and some of them are technical and some of them you you don't get to break them until you know them mm-hmm. sorry mm-hmm. <laughs> that's and, how, and that's how i felt about photography when i first started i was like i know i can do better than this but this is where i'm at right now yeah and then i just put it out into the world i'm like this is where it is right now yeah i promise i'll get better yeah. Yeah. A, when I first started writing and people would say, hey, you should read this author and you should read this author and this and that. And I'm like, I don't want my vision polluted. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, yeah, there's a fine Which line. is there's seasons the aggressive for- way to say I'm really fucking lazy. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm working on, and I don't want to read, or or you should read this, you should read that, or you should read that, and you start reading. I'm like, they use too many fucking words. I only, I only want to read writers who took all the fucking words out. But then that reinforces <laughs> or inspires or moves you in some way. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But it also limits me from being, you know, from all the, like, I could have been a great flowery, flowery language romantist writer. There's still time for you to become a romance novelist. I, <laughs> That's right. You can do anything. I mean that. Watch I'm, out, Nora Roberts. I'm not a... I'm not. Mark Twice. Mark Twice coming for you. Yeah. I'm, I'm reading gonna, pages 72, 150, and 270. I was... <laughs> Yes, that is when the sex scenes happen. Every every the end of every third, <laughs> halfway through the third third, but you know because you don't want to you know stop the book on that. Yeah. But um, <laughs> no, I think I think uh, the problem with the romance novels is they're too long. Like you just need to punk rock that shit. You need three descending chords, a savage drum beat, you and get it think done. That. You eleven do not page, think the eleven page romance novel. I'm on it. <laughs> and we all know romance novels are about the cover art anyway. Okay, did you, yes. Did you just invent? The romance zine? Oh, my God. (laughs) Is that what just happened in here? I think it is. Oh, my God. The 11-page romance zine. I've, uh, Michael, I've assigned us a a new publication. (laughs) About that new podcast, huh? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's just called Profit, not (laughs) (laughs) And it'll just be some, I don't know, we'll have to find some, I don't know. <clears throat> some people to model for the cover art, I guess, right? Isn't that yeah. it? They're all just made up. 
<laughs> no, actually, we need They're to kind go. Of morphed humans. It's got to be loosely based on some. Yeah, exactly. Uh, human so, form. So what you're saying is, we just need to find that web page on the internet that shows nothing but the sides of panel vans from the 70s, and just take all romance novel art from from those vans. Maybe a little black light thrown in. How did wow. we get here? <laughs> wow. Get here? I don't know, but Blair, that's going to be my re-entry into the art world. <laughs> A collaboration with Mark. Cover art for the new romance zine. For the new romance zine. Yes. (laughs) This is why we've been on this journey. Yeah. We have arrived. I I had no idea why we were brought together all at once in this place. Now we know. (laughs) But um, can can there be like a subliminal kind of skull? Oh, there has to be. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I mean, Skull and Crossbones is his thing. Yeah. It is my jam. <laughs> we know this It now. is my jam. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You can use the Barry Blanchard quote. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. What is the Barry Blanchard quote? Do we know? No. Uh, probably not, but we shall... Uh, well, um, Barry and I and uh, <clears throat> our friends Kevin and Ward, we tried to climb this peak in the Himalayas and it tried to fucking kill us a couple of times. Uh, we didn't take no for an answer the first time and, and uh, so we went back and got it uh, again. Um, and on the way, and, and so this mountain, Nagar Parbat, is in Pakistan. And uh, on the way, you know, you've got, it's all of the sort of climbing teams, they have to have a liaison officer from the Ministry of Tourism. Typically that's going to be an army personnel or something like that. Um, and uh, so you, you get, you know, you do your intake with the Ministry of Tourism and the, they're very happy to see you in their country and we wish you the best of luck in climbing our mountains and thank you for your currency and, um, and please go on. And, and we had an, a pretty incredible liaison officer on that trip. And, um, but we came back after, you know, nearly perishing. I mean, getting as close as I've ever been for sustained periods of time. Wow. Um, uh, and so we have to go for our debrief with the Ministry of Tourism. And I think we'd probably um, taken advantage of our foreign passport liquor permit um, before maybe attending this meeting. But maybe not. Barry might have been fully sober. I don't know. I I appreciate it either way it came out. <laughs> uh, but the... The uh, uh, official who was, you know, conducting this debrief um, asked us, uh, so, Mr. Blanchard, how was your experience on Nanga Parbat? And Barry leaned in and looked him straight in the eye and said, it was like having sex with death. Wow. (laughs) Nervous laughter all around. I mean, Uh everyone, like, one guy's like, man, I think i know what he just said but english is kind of a second language right that could be the quote on the front of the zine oh so it'll be so we'll do the non-human category first (laughs) non-human yeah sex with mountains or i don't know will not wildebeest but like a wild creature you know Mm. part human part wolf isn't that kind of a romance Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's Twilight. Twilight phase. Twilight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, so... So hot Quite for a minute. Quite lucrative, too, I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's the new business plan. Yeah. <laughs> More wildebeests. Yeah. <laughs> We're specializing in lupine sex stories. 
Yeah. <laughs> and not the flower. <laughs> wow. But there are meadows of them yeah. sometimes where the, the lose frolic. Wow. Okay, so what well, next? What now? I guess we figured yeah. that out. Yeah. Well, we have Stacy's. What now? What next? Left. <laughs> what now? What next? What now? What next? I don't what's, know. What's your next adventure? Oh gosh, I don't know. Yeah. I have a weird relationship with uh, not working. With not working. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Also with also with like taking what? aim at a thing and doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, yeah, I. Th- and and maybe that will be for a different part of mm-hmm. my journey, totally. but I think, yeah, right now is just like stabilizing. It was a wild ride, yeah, <laughs> and I think we're just getting stable, yeah, yeah. I think that's a that's what's now accurate time for uh, for a lot of folk. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. Yeah, yeah one of my legit. favorite things about um, the design aspect of your business, yeah, tell me, is your website. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, such a I joke. Let's talk I, about this for a second. I love your. <laughs> I love how much Aww. energy people put into their social media, right? Uh-huh. And Stacy is literally <laughs> fucking drowning in work all of the time in design, photography, and jewelry. Her website has been under construction because she just pulled it for I don't know how years. long. Years, years, years. She has like seven social media posts ever. <laughs> she doesn't true. market at all. And is like has so much work and such respect and kind words spoken mm. about her and this community and ever, ever, ever spreading. Wow, thank you. A- and I'm always like, ha, look at all those people stressing about their social S- media. Stressing about how can I quit social media? I run my own business. This is how I market. Exactly. And I'm like, look at your fucking conversion, the analytics. If you can tie one sale to one post, I salute you. Yeah. Uh, That's not the Jim Shark tights girls no, they're apparently they're they're doing real good they're doing real but, well yeah <laughs> but for the most part <laughs> but i do love that yeah, i mean i think they're they're like very well maybe a time where it's sure. time to come into it but Seasons. it's, it's yeah. like the cobbler's kids right yeah. it's like i'm busy building websites for other people i yeah. can't be building a website for myself yep. if you're interested get in touch yeah totally yeah. here's a couple links i don't know that's what i got <laughs> yeah i do think i should not say that it's under construction because it is not uh, yeah, yeah it's like there is n- nothing happening behind the scenes yeah i could i um that that was just some like default text you could put up right or did you have to type that in i typed it in but it was like i think it was out of a like i will build this i will and now years later i'm like i need to just shift that messaging to like sorry there's nothing to here placeholder yeah yeah <laughs> yeah dumb lorem ipsum dolores yes. Amet. yes yeah. Oh yeah that's what it should say yes and 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 sh- and, 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 and yes. you could format the text so it's shaped kind of like this yeah, yeah. so there's kind or of like a the little guy that's like this that's, where it's like the slash yeah. slash and the arms okay. are up okay that's probably more accommodating <laughs> I, I think know. I could we all be a, love a good middle finger yeah. yeah I could be a little bit more honest about what's going on and there's no construction happening yeah. it's just you know they just, just they just stopped coming into work one day and I don't know what happened yeah. to them I, it is phenomenal <laughs> to me because I just often think about people stressing about all of these things and I'm like and, and a special thing about where we live mm-hmm. and 
how we've interacted with the community is that word of mouth is so mm-hmm. powerful, mm-hmm. right? And so you do good work for someone, yeah. they tell folks, yeah. and, and folks want good work done for them, yeah. which is wonderful. Uh, and I mean, has, you wouldn't have gotten that book design gig hey, hey, that hey. we still haven't paid you for. <laughs> you don't need to. <laughs> no, we, we, one of these days we'll get to print with that thing. And it'll be, I'm not worried about you. <laughs> I, um, but And that would never have... Yep. I mean, Michael and I knew... Like one day we just went, man, this is bland as fuck. I don't know what, you know, with our, you know, my version of the of the layout. I'm like, I don't know how to do this when there's no pictures. It's great. I mean, it's yeah. a dream to get for me. I mean, we get stuff that's in progress and people are still making a ton of text tweaks. To, so it's like the fact that you knew your way around that program and already had everything pre-formatted is, I mean, truly a designer's dream. And also like it just saves you a ton. Oh yeah. Right. Uh, oh, for, for sure. It's like if we were pulling that out of word and building it, it'd be a whole different project. Yeah. Completely. Oh but, God. Yeah. I know. It is. For, a- I mean, I, just, I only type in text edit. I don't use word. <laughs> you kidding me? I love that. That's, <laughs> That's awesome. so good. Um, but that, and I was, I, I don't know if we were just having a conversation and Blair just was like, hey, you should talk to Stacy. I'm like, oh yeah, she does that. I yeah, mean, yeah. you they wouldn't know talk- it from her website, but <laughs> yeah. she yeah. does that. And- <laughs> <laughs> but people know and, the things and- that you're capable of. And- yes. And then yeah. they tell people. Yeah. That's like, and Mark had talked about a designer and I was like, I was like, you should talk to Stacy. She's incredible. Um, Plus it-, it had to be for us. Yeah. It's like, it, it had to be someone in someone's orbit that yeah. we I so understand that. Yeah. Because otherwise it's like let's just say you develop a relationship with a designer, it's like going to an attorney and paying them a lot like that actually. To learn everything you. that they need to learn to do the thing that you need them to do. Yep. And and to learn and, you. And and to yeah. learn you know and then to and then to assure them that they need to take themselves out of it. Mhm. <laughs> Do what you do mm-hmm. without changing to, you know, the thing. Because it's just like, because I think the design or the attorney job is to, in, is to, to sense, to feel, mm-hmm. and then to help say slash do in a way that the person can't, you know, they keep stepping in it when they try or something. And I have had a... a, a Experience with, and I remember our conversation about editors. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I've had some, you know, relationships with editors that have been good and some that have been really bad, and some who are like, no, you can't change it like that because that's, you're not the author. Right. And I think that's the potential for that happening in a design sort of world is high as well. Um, time. And that just doesn't work for us control enthusiasts. I yeah. guess it needs to be. We need to get together and yeah. and and do this. And plus, um, part of what I'm going to pay for is I'm going to learn from you. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I mean, and that's like any sort of relationship that we try to get into with this business is like if there's something, I, you know, that uh, we need to we want to learn it, and yeah. not necessarily because we want to do it, because but because. Then the next project I come to you with, it's instead of being 30% there, it's going to be 50. Yeah. Or something like that. Or when we send art to the t-shirt printer, yeah. you know, okay, what are the values that we need for, you know, 
maybe it's ink density, maybe it's something else based on how you're going to print it and the, and the, the blank you're going to print it on. Yeah. And, um, and it's just, I'd rather know more about the process and for refuge. I mean, it was in there, uh, you know, for all 26 press checks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because that's how many that's signatures we had. And I was just like, I want to be here and I want to watch this mm-hmm. and hear the guys talking mm-hmm. and talking amongst themselves so that I know. And we're still going to fuck up. We're still going to, you know, we're never going to deliver a pre-press nightmare. Mm-hmm. But there will be things, you know, yeah. that we're going to forget. And I just, and I want to know so that we get as close as possible. What say. is that thing? What is that thing? I mean, I'm built the same. It's like, I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know. Yeah. It's like, oh, we have a, had a friend of ours building a custom fire pit. And it's like, I want to know, I want to know how he built this thing. Yeah. But the, and that is so you like, uh, and that's like the jewelry or the or like how you have built your house and you want to know and then you just make it. Yeah. It's incredible. It's like I don't want to hire somebody to just do it. You, I want that experience. Stacy yeah. makes like when you were like exploring jewelry, you were like making engagement rings. That's true. Like who does that? <laughs> okay. Okay. Hold on though. Because the well, way I got into engagement rings. Put your back against the wall. I mean that. <laughs> okay. This is a trip though. Because the people who asked me to. I made. I did make like just straight up made an engagement ring for one couple. And then the next couple that asked me to make an engagement ring for them, I was like, listen, if I can do this, you can do this. Exactly. I'm trying to figure it out. But listen, how special would it be if you made her ring and you made his ring? Yeah. Is, Is that interesting to you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, I've done that with a number of other couples at yeah. this point, but yeah. it's like, are you not wired like me where you want to do the thing? This is one of the gifts that you That's offer, though. so it's fucking cool. Because you push people to do I this mean, kind of stuff. But also they're capable. Yes, I but agree completely. <laughs> but nobody knows it and you push it. Yeah, well, it just feels, I don't know. It's like, it's. I think it's, it's born out of that, exactly what you're talking about, Mark, where you want to be there for the 26 press checks and you want to hear them talking to each other about it and you're just so i'm just so damn curious yeah and i want to know how shit works in the world yeah Yeah. and i feel like other people are too and maybe there's just like a bigger canyon between i don't know like where they are and their access to that i don't know being in a design space i think i'm like connected to a lot of people the printing process the like lots of different businesses where i can ask those questions and get into it and then yeah with lauren and logan it was like i don't is it i don't know is this interesting to you like if i was you i'd want to be making my own thing do you want to make your own thing yeah no they'd want to make your own thing yeah oh yeah i want to make my own thing you can do that (laughs) yeah come over sit at the workbench we'll swing some hammers around we'll light the carpet on fire it'll be great (laughs) i haven't done that yet i haven't done that yet Yeah, I don't know. I it's it's um I also don't understand when someone doesn't want to know. Yeah, like and this is something that we run into um in the training space all the time. It's like someone comes in and they're like, "I just want to be told what to do," and I'm like, "You're not. We're not. You're you're, not for us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're not for us, and we're not for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because if you if you're not if that's what you want, we can't learn anything from. We don't get to learn anything from telling you what to do. Yeah. 
We've learned from helping you find, you know, to to educate yourself, to learn by doing Mm -hmm. and to find what elements of all of this resonate with you and how they fit into your life. And then and and then we learn. And Michael says that he just goes, it's super selfish whenever I take a client on. And I only do it because I know that I'm going to learn something from them. And I only take clients that I know can that I believe will be able to teach me something. And, wow. Um, Which is, it's selfish, but it is incredibly beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't, I don't think it would be satisfying to do it any other no. way. No. Yeah. And. Um, For either it, parties. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, so when people, I'm like, yeah, I want to learn how, I want to know. Mm-hmm. And, and then, oh, well, how did you do that? <laughs> That's kind of cool youtube you yeah 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 <laughs> yes. yes i mean 100%. that was a, when i was learning to do the editing podcast stuff um that was about as useless as in mm. as an educate as a really free education could become oh that's interesting yeah that's really interesting yeah. how yeah. did you figure it out uh i hired a tutor yeah I've, i found a guy through my old camera shop Uh um it was some guy that had there was some reference to him in some newsletter they had sent out Mm -hmm. and i kind of found him on the internet and he lives nearby and i sent him an email and i said hey this is this problem i'm having and not only for sort of sound remediation in the room because it the sound quality is terrible and it has to be good Mm -hmm. because um, but because poor quality poor sound quality in a podcast I mean, for me, makes it unlistenable. It's unbearable. I don't care how yeah. interesting the topic, the people, the whatever. Yeah. If you record it on your phone, fuck off. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I mean, invest something. Yeah. Right. And so he came down and helped with all of the sort of sound stuff, the blankets, and explained the thesis of why you can't just put foam everywhere and because there needs to be some resonance. And the reason the blankets are good is because the sound passes through them, bounces off the wall, and returns changed back through at lower decibels, but also um, muted in some way, but it's not bouncing hard off of a wall or being absorbed, you know, completely into this dense foam that's on this wall and on the glass window Hmm. there. I mean, it was fucking fascinating. And then then he said, well, what's your workflow like? And I showed him the recording gear that I have. Mm -hmm. And I said, the biggest issue that I'm having is that like early on we were recording in GarageBand and I'd get a fucking like file that I couldn't, somebody's voice was too loud or, you know, mouth popped all the time and that drives me fucking insane and I yeah. have to clip that shit. Um, and, uh, and he goes, oh no, you, you for sure need to use Audition and uh, you'll set up your, your device and you can, you, and, and if you get a clean thing, then take the mix off channel one and two with no editing. But it'll separate it out into each individual. So there'll be a. I'll have so turn somebody. Up. I'll have a stereo mix on one and two, and then on three, four, five, and six for tonight. I'll have each individual microphone, mm-hmm. and then I drag it over and I add the bumper music to it, and then I go through and I remove the mouth pops and I shorten pauses that are too long. And then if somebody says something that will cancel us, I usually leave that because I'm trying to get canceled. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, if someone says something personally embarrassing or, you know, maybe something related to national security that depending on the client that's in here, mm-hmm. et cetera, that gets cut out. Yeah. Um, and then, then mixed down to a pretty huge dot wave file and then further cut down to mp3 so that we can 
get something out that is somewhere around 100 megabytes mm -hmm. and then adjust it f for um, for the, the, the max decibels and the LUF, which I don't remember what it stands for now, but there's a, like, there's a certain protocol for radio broadcast. It has to hit these certain parameters and you just plug that in and it gets exported and sent up to the distribution um, uh, service and goes out to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, blah, 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 a whole bunch of others that I don't really know about but i didn't know any of that shit yeah in the beginning yeah and now having learned all of it and and done it and uh uh now that i think of having a producer i'm like oh my god if he wants to take on the you know so the editing of the audio you know as well as the video you know like damn that's gonna what am I going to do with my Tuesday nights? <laughs> what will you do it all the time? Because, <laughs> you know, there's the recording of the podcast, and then it takes me about twice as long to do the edit and mix and everything. Yeah, somewhere. So if it's three hours, then it's going to be at least, then it'll be five usually, depending on what other interruptions happen. But it's just part of, A, wanting to know how to do it, but also wanting to make, make it good. Yeah. yeah. Like the parts that we can control. We can't control the conversation yeah. necessarily, but at least a person's first interface with it yeah. is it's controllable and but I, yeah and then then michael's the same way he wants to learn how to do the things yeah and whatever it is and like we saw ta we were talking earlier when blair and i were watching him uh treat this portrait in photoshop we're both like what? Uh, uh, <laughs> what? Oh my God! You can can I get a that? screen recording? I yeah. See that? Wow! I want to see that. It's, it's amazing. And then to and then to watch him like the the iterations for the sermon book cover that we've gone through. You know, starting with you know what you put together, and we're like, okay, we had this idea. And, yeah. But then it's evolving, and it's evolving, yeah. and and yeah. you know this is this is a bit too clip art and this is now this is too visceral and there's not, it's not death. We're talking, we don't need a skull. It needs to be a mind. Yeah. Oh, what does yeah. a mind look like? You know, what does the nervous system going through the human body look like? Maybe we should go down that road and find these. Mm. And so as he's finding, you know, the basis for different, uh, uh, ideas and then maybe tweaking or having someone illustrate or whatever. And, and but his manipulation and illustrator, He's just like, well, what about this one? And like, you know, and it'll just lay over, layer over into the, uh, and then what I know about printing, I'm like, okay, if it's, if that's white, but we want that raised black foil, then, okay, when you're going to need a two layer coating and it's going to be a knockout here, but it's foil here. And I'm like, but how we would you ever, if you didn't know those things, then you would be a hundred percent paying someone else. Who's, who also wants to keep you ignorant mm -hmm. so that they keep getting more work. Mm -hmm. And that's not a teacher. That's a, uh, I, I don't know, a com service provider. I don't Technician? Techni yeah. A technician. I don't know. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess other people aren't like this. <laughs> I don't know. So, a bunch like, of people yeah. in this room are like this. I, I, yes, it's true. <laughs> yeah. It's true. So maybe there are more. Oh, yeah. I, and yeah, we just definitely more. And well, I know there are more, but yeah. I'm like maybe it's more prevalent than I think it is. Yeah, and I'm just too cynical. I've been waiting for it to wear off. Because hmm. I've had a lot of people be like, "You design shoulder to shoulder with people? That's nuts. You'll get tired of that." And it's like, well, I don't know. I'm yeah, eight years deep. 
Yeah. And it's still some of my favorite, like some, I mean, to work with you shoulder to shoulder on the cover and be like, well, what are you, what are you feeling? Do you like this? And it's like, and it's not as even as much in the like, ooh, I love what you're doing, but it's the like, "Mm, that's the wrong direction. Yeah. I actually don't like that. And to me, it's like, that's hours of work and hours of emailing back and forth. Saved. And it's like, instead you're right here in real time being like, yes, no, no, yes. That's interesting. I need some time. That was a cool experience to witness you guys communicating about that. Yeah. Yeah, It was incredible. It's like you have enough knowledge about the process and the printing to know, and you also have the vision. And to me, it's like... Or not. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like my... To your what you were saying earlier, it's like my role as a designer is to elevate your vision and yeah. be not seen, and to, and to and to draw it out of me with you know yeah. the part that like, and 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 yeah, we want this. I'll just go back to the skull and for yeah. whatever reason I'm like, but there's but that's not, and it's so right, and we're so, and it works with the title mm-hmm. because it kind of has a mortality to it or something, and and um, and then. It took a really long time being with it for it and for it to us to realize like, well, that's not it. Yeah. How did we, how do we park ourselves in this spot and not look around? Yeah. Some, you know, somewhere else or having a different conversation. And, uh, and it's, it changed in the last couple of weeks radically. That's exciting. They, the cover might be white. <gasps> <gasps> wow. What a thrill. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say we've never done anything like that before looking at the scene the front of which is almost all white yeah. with some silhouettes on it <laughs> it makes sense though with rejects too which is also more white than normal that's true yeah yeah which we realized later um, that marketing is a thing mm-hmm. and how you sort of present something and characterize it and what you call it affects the bottom line so we come out with a zine titled Rejects and wonder why it doesn't immediately, we don't immediately sell 300 of them like uh-huh. we do everything else we make. Yeah. It's, and that's <laughs> such a great piece of writing. Mm-hmm. There's, there's good work in there. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, when people are just like, now nah, I'll wait for the not rejected one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's then, so interesting though, like, because you play- hold your breath. Because I'm holding back. We're not going to have the yeah. real thing out now for a lot longer than we... That was just going to come out in the, you know, two months or three months before the actual book. And Yeah. yeah that surprised me from your audience, though, because I think you do enough wordplay. And I think there's enough of that already in your writing that it it seems unusual that that would deter people. I don't think it was... Det- I don't think it was deterrent or, you know, in the sense of... Like it wasn't a, let's, this is not a conscious, it's not a conscious thing. It's like, oh, reject, like how do you respond to something that's rejected? Yeah. You reject it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this, oh, this thing has been rejected. You know, that means it's not good enough. Mm -hmm. Well, I only want the good shit, Mm -hmm. you know, or something, whatever, but, and all that could be happening in the background. It just means you, that you don't do the thing that, you know, doesn't take much to, you know, to, for, for us to have our behavior changed by something. The unconscious. The unconscious. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that second beep, yeah, thirteen minutes ago, that was three hours. Damn. Whoopsie. 
<laughs> Marathon time. We did it. We yeah. did it, guys. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe we are endurance people. Yes. We're just not athletes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was about to say, how did how did the uh, how's the afternoon snack holding on now? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit. Hanging in. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm thinking about late night bad food choices. Oh, there'll be a late night sure. bad food choice. For sure. Good. There's a if you uh un Yeah, what's on good? your way back, you just uh just go s- just get on this road right out in front, go straight, you'll hit a Denny's. Oh, wow. I haven't been to <laughs> Wow, it has Denny's been a long in. time. Godspeed. I could steer you to a village inn, which is in a little bit nicer part of town. Okay. Wow. <laughs> the choices around here. We're open. Well, We're open ideas. But open is, yeah. is the deal. Because A, it's Salt Lake City on a Sunday night. Sounds like Sunday, hoppin', Monday. Hopping. And it's also yeah. quarter to 11 hey, nice. p.m. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm still awake. Yeah. <laughs> and you didn't She's at seventy percent. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see You're the like meter? The like, yeah, like, he's been watching mm, it. Yeah. yeah. Like mm. RC knows. Hydrate. Mm. More hydrate. <laughs> like, oh, she's fading a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's past my bedtime, guys. Oh, way past. Big time, especially for getting up at four in the morning. Yeah. Oof. Party. Oof. Yeah. Worth it. Yeah. Totes. Yeah. Was that, was that work related delivery? Well, you know, you I just, just like woke up. woke up and I was like, no, no, <laughs> go back to sleep speed. Yeah. And then I was like, fuck it. I'm up. Might yeah. as well go work. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I enjoyed playing with that a little bit. And I think we've talked about this in yeah. COVID and COVID times. Yeah. Where it was like, oh, what is time? If yeah. I'm up and energized. I should just go do it. Go do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're not, don't. Yeah. That's harder. For me, that is but, hard. Yeah. But this morning was nice. Yeah, I edited and delivered a set of pictures. Nice. Yeah, then I like had coffee and hung out with Charlotte for a little bit. Sure. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. And she's been on her second podcast. She has. But been. she hasn't been on. We should have. We got to get her mic. Point. Yeah. 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 I mean, she's sleeping now. But if one of us started, she could howling. be roused. Oh man, she could be roused. She could. I mean, she's rousable. Anyone have a mandolin? <laughs> oh, if Michael was here and could play. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to just acapella the howl. I mean, <laughs> I mean, do you want me? <laughs> let's send this thing with a bang. You know let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's send wrap it. it up. I think we'll, we should. Well, in Stacy's words, hey, full send, send full wherever send. you are. Full send wherever you, you are. are. <laughs> <laughs> By the hound beast, Miss Charlotte Ray. Good Thank girl. you, Char Char. Thank you, lady. Good girl. Thank you, Blair. Thank you. Stacy. Oh, Marcy. Thank you for having us. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. It's incredible. It's super fun.